The following is another Classic Hits Sports presentation. Classic Hits 90.9 Sports presents high school football. So here we go, fourth down and seven for the Bearcats at the Millard North 24 and burned the timeout to set up this play. Need to make it pay off. Three-step drop, looking, throws over the middle of the field, wide opener, by a cut. Right, it's a Class A top ten battle from Foster Field as the Kearney High Bearcats welcome in the Millard North Mustangs. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. Third down and two. Bearcats showing blitz. It's going to be a fullback dive. Big hole over the right side and then popped at the 49. The ball comes loose. Carney covers it. Carney covers it at their own 44. Carney High is undefeated through the first half of the season. Tonight they face the last team to beat them, defending state champion Millard North. It's the Mustangs and Bearcats coming up next, but first new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Foster Field and Carney with sports director Doug Duda right after this word with new Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Young disputed Midwest yield leader. And good evening, everyone, from Foster Field on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney. It is time now for Friday Night Football on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda joined tonight by former Husker and Gathenburg Swede, Monty Kratzenstein. Monty, this is a game a lot of folks have been waiting for after Kearney beat Grand Island, got off to a good start. Uh, then they took care uh, in week two of Lincoln East in an overtime game, their closest game, obviously, of the year. They've had their way the last three weeks, and North Platte got banged up in that game, and then Kearney really uh, was the much better team the last two weeks, and uh, they're going to be tested here. Folks in the eastern part of the state want to know who the best team is in outstate Nebraska, and right now that's Kearney High. If you want to find out how good you are, just play Millard North or the Creighton Preps or the Omaha Norse of the world, and that's what Kearney has to do. I don't think they really had this game circled at the beginning of the year because they had a lot of work to do to get to this point. But when out there at this point, being 5-0, and rated so highly, district game, huge game to see where you're at. We've got exciting high school football already airing on ESPN, 14-60 and 15-50, but Kearney Catholic leads Mitchell 28-7 in the second quarter on ESPN Radio. This is the New Tech Seed pregame show. We're going to hear from both of the coaches, Fred Petita, the legendary Miller North Mustang coach, and Brandon Cool of Kearney High, when we come back on the New Tech Seed pregame show. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. 
Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits as we get ready for a great football game tonight between Millard North and Carney High. It was real competitive in the state playoffs last year, and Fred Petito joins us here. Coach, maybe it was a little too competitive uh, for a while for your ball club. Uh, thanks for giving us some time, and looks like your kids are off to a, another great first half of the season. Uh, let's Before we break you down, let's harken back to last year. What is it about the Bearcats? Uh, you usually find a way to, to beat them, but they've always been very competitive games. Well, they've got a very good program, and uh, yeah, they, you know, it's one of those, they just don't quit. They just keep coming at you and coming at you, and when you do that, and you got a good system, then good things are going to happen for them, and uh, we've seen that. They're, like I said, we got a lot of respect for Carney High. What was it like taking on Omaha North on opening night, uh, they're number one. You're the state champs. You get to find out a lot about your team right away. Oh, absolutely! It's a win-win situation all around, and uh, you know, they're very physical, and uh, you know, we, you know, we don't shy away from that either. Um, they got on us, and we kind of reeled them in, and you know, we had to take a chance late, and didn't work out. But yeah, you do. I mean, it's it's a win-win situation. You find out, and you, you learn, and you move on. Talk with Miller North head football coach Fred Petito as they get ready for Kearney High tonight. I think a lot of folks know that the system doesn't change all that much. The faces may. What would be uh, the the differences between the team that the Kearney fans saw in the state playoffs last year and the one that they're going to see here in this ball game? Well, there's going to be a lot of similarities because, and, and they're starting to get it. Is the you know you you talk about the process is moving on and we're getting better. We're we're doing the we need more detail than what we do. Uh, we're playing with physicality in the offensive line. Uh, you know, we've got we've lost a couple threats, but we've got other ones that are he's coming on. He's only this is this it's gonna be a six game he's starting, he's really improved KS and uh so we're getting pretty good play right across the board. A lot of young guys are you know, it's like we told them last year when they were training, okay, guy when they're sophomore, okay, it's time to grow up, fellas. Okay, we got work to do, and they're seeing that now. And uh, and defensively, you know, we're uh, we're fitting better. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're getting to places, we're seeing that we're looking in the right spots. So you know, it's uh, it's good to see the progression. Noah Mick kind of got a little pub this week. Uh, a nice video uh, chat and interview with him in the World Herald. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing from him. You've had so many great backs in the past. What about Noah? Yeah, Noah's a he runs, you know, he's a fullback for us, but he runs like a, you know, he's only about 185, and he's strong, and he's, he's got great instinct, he's real disciplined, and, uh, you know, he'll get on you right away. And, you know, we've been getting him to the third level, and then he's been taking care of business from there. And uh, so, you know, we like what Noah brings. You know, he's a very explosive young man, got good speed, and uh, it's uh, fortunate for us. We're talking with the head coach at Millard North and Fred Petito ahead of tonight's game with Carney High. Uh, your team is no different in getting bit by the injury bug a little bit here. You've got Aaron Gertis, Dylan Price that have been uh, banged up. Uh, what have you had to do in their absence? Has it changed, or do you have uh, plenty of capable backups to help them out? Well, we've got capable. I mean, you know, those guys are the ones, but these guys are banged up, and that's part of the game. It's the part everybody doesn't like. Uh well, we've got guys that, that have stepped up. They they understand they've repped out all the way through freshman year, all the way through, and uh, now it's Friday, it's their turn. And uh, Chad Gottluck and 
we've had uh, we've, we've got a couple of young kids that came in there, uh, Benny King, that, that have done a nice job. And they keep getting better, and they keep getting more confident. And like I told them, God, you, you practice against quality every day. And that's why we say we want to practice fast and guys and, you know, try to win that snap. And those guys, they've done it through their career. And, you know, they, they got in the prep game and, God, they didn't even blink. And it was, uh, I felt, you know, so as bad as I felt for Aaron and Dylan, I was very proud of the young men that came into their job. Coach, a little off topic, uh, but I just wanted your thoughts. Uh, Carney will play Papillion next week. Uh, the story's been out about the injured Papillion player and how, a lot of the teams, coaches, schools are, are reaching out. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about uh, the, the brotherhood that you guys have there in the Metro and, and this certain situation? Yeah, I know we've got a card you know, uh, circulated. It's hard to find out where to send it. I know Tom Corridor is on the radio. They're not giving out much info. There was something in the paper today that uh, you know, we played Papio. And, uh, remember the young man? He was a hard-nosed kid. And, you know, that's... Uh, Everybody's worst nightmare there, and all we can do is wish our, our prayers and our hopes, and uh, hopefully uh, something positive will happen out of that. Well, I'm sure we'll learn more here in the upcoming days, hopefully, as you said, uh, some positive news. Coach, let's uh, wrap it up with your thoughts on uh, Carney As you scouted the Bearcats this week, what did you see? Well, I see the same things we see year in and year out. Like I said, faces, names may change, but it's a good system. It's, you know, predicated on, you know, they really take care of the ball. They're very disciplined. Um, they play with great pad level. You know, they, they all play. They're, they're honest on their effort, you know, and then they got that mental toughness to sustain that effort. And so that's what we like about Carney. I just think it's a he does a wonderful job there with him and their staff. Well, last Coach Cool, the same thing. But what did you think is different about the Carney team? Uh, that you're facing tonight as opposed to, to last year? Uh, I think some will say that maybe they're not quite as big up on the defensive line, but are there some other things? Well, yeah, I, I think that, you know, they're obviously they're running the football uh, when they want to run it, where they want to run it. So uh, we see that. Uh, we like, you know, we like what they do there. You know, defensively, they've always been like it's pretty multiple and uh, been creative what they do to you. But, uh, I think it's 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 the same bunch playing, you know, that they know it's their turn and they must they got a good tradition going there. Fred Petito, head football coach at Millard North. Uh, coach, always great to catch up with you here. Uh, safe travels to Kearney, and uh, we look forward to a great football game. Thanks for the time. Okay, thank you. That's Mustang head football coach Fred Petito. We'll be back and chat with Brandon Cool of the Bearcats as we get ready for this top ten battle at Foster Field coming up on Classic Hits here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. 
Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here from Foster Field as we get ready for undefeated Carney High and defending champion Miller North Brandon Cool joins us with the Bearcats. And, Coach, just that open there sets the stage. We kind of all know what's at stake. It's a regular season game, we realize, but there's a little extra pizzazz with this one. You're exactly right. Uh, when we get our schedule out in February, there's no doubt about it. The kids analyze where Grand Island's located at. Uh, on our weekly schedule or on, a, on our fall schedule. And then uh, when they saw Millard North being part of our districts, uh, they they had such a, <clears throat> a great time at, attacking those guys and competing against those guys last year in the first round of the playoffs that they were they were extremely excited about getting an opportunity to play them again. So uh, uh, Millard North is one of the elite programs in Class A, and uh, we're excited about getting an opportunity to play them at Foster Field here on Friday. Coach, how is it important win, lose, or draw to be tested again? You've played very well and kind of cruised the last three weeks here. Uh, how important is it to be tested? Yeah, it, very important. Uh, we're ready for that big game, and and uh, we thought that going into the season that uh, we could have an opportunity to start out uh, on the correct foot, uh, which we have done to this point. We have everybody healthy. Our kids continue to improve on offense, defense, and special teams. And so we're ready for that big challenge. And uh, Miller North had a lot of experience. They're going to be big and physical. And so it's just a little bit of a different scheme that they attack with us that we have not seen uh, all fall long. A lot of people have wanted to talk to you this week, uh, ourselves included. Uh, what's it been like? Everybody kind of in the Metro seems like they want to know more about Carney, where everybody seems to know that Miller North, what they are and what they've been with Coach Petito. Yeah, no, Miller North, Miller North. <laughs> And uh, we're going to try to stay, keep our guys off the radar as much as we can. But I think, uh, um, you know, that uh, that information is out and about. I think as you analyze through the first part of the Class A season, I think Omaha North might be the uh, uh, above and beyond where everybody else is at, and everybody else might be competing for, uh, uh, you know, opportunities to play at uh, in the in the semifinals or state finals. So uh, we're a long ways away from the playoff aspect of things, but overall. Um, we're trying to do whatever we can to improve week in, week out, and nothing better than getting into our district competition and uh, playing at Foster Field. Coach Brandon Cool, Carney High, joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Coach, where would you say your Bearcats are through five weeks? What have you seen? Uh, the, some of the questions that you probably had uh, a month ago, maybe some are answered. Uh, maybe there's some new ones out there. A couple of aspects that you deal with as you go into the football season is we have a, we had a lot of game experience coming back. And that's really made a big difference for us in the first uh, two, three, four games of the season. You can tell that the game slowed down for some of our players. They've been in the line of fire. They've seen these uh, uh, certain plays or these certain formations. And so that's been a great benefit for us. And then uh, we've been able to win the war uh, up front. We've done a good job of taking care of business in the trenches. And we're really high on the, the turnover aspect of things. Uh, you know, I think we were about plus three or plus four every game. And when teams continue to turn the ball over to us, uh, we've done a good job here in the last couple of weeks capitalizing on those turnovers. Uh, some things that you had question marks on. You had some depth issues that uh, um, that we try to iron out a little bit. And not like we play a whole lot of people on, on defense. We do rotate a ton of kids on offense, and we have a ton of kids, young kids that play on special teams. So we're playing a heck of a lot of kids on, on Friday night, and so those guys are – are getting a lot of game experience, which is beneficial for us here throughout the district competition playoffs and obviously into next year. And then I was really concerned about the kicking game. Uh, we lost Tragen uh, last year. Uh, he's been a, was a three-year starter for us uh, for our kickoff and our PAT field goal. 
and to bring Leo in, and, and he's done a tremendous job of uh, kicking extra points and getting points up on the board in the field goal department. So uh, that's a credit to uh, those guys protecting him and him getting it through the upright. So those are just a couple things, that uh, some good things and some bad things that we had question marks on. And, uh, we're re- again, we're ready to, uh, to see where we're at in all aspects of the game on Friday night. Brandon, defensively, if you just pick up the stat sheet, you are very balanced. There's a lot of kids that are that are doing a lot of good things. Is that uh, because you're balanced and you don't have a superstar, which you do, or is it just uh, everybody clicking like you've been talking about? No, I think it's a, a variety of, of, of things. Uh, number one, it's a defensive coaches putting those guys in a, a spot to be successful. Um, the first five games, it's all been one-back spread teams. And so, uh, you know, everybody's offense has pretty much been the same. And so that makes preparation a little bit easier for us. And so we can really pin our ears back and get after some people. And then it all dictates on how teams want to attack us. Uh, there's been some certain situations where they might throw a little bit more of a fade pass, so they're trying to attack our corners, or they're trying to establish the run up inside, and so they're trying to attack our nose guard and our inside linebackers. So uh, by committee, we want to keep it, continue to keep it balanced, and uh, in order for us to kind of keep playing with our ears pinned back. Brandon Cool with us for another moment here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. You had a quarterback battle. Cannon Coster has won that battle. He's been your starter. What do you like from uh, what you've seen from him through the first five well, games? Well, we still have we still have two quarterback scenarios. Uh, I say Ryan Koski's our quarterback on defense. Uh, he does a great job of getting everybody lined up, and so uh, him controlling our commanding our defense is a great scenario for us. And then uh, offensively, Cannon's done a tremendous job of taking care of the football. He knows where to go with the football. He's very intelligent. And he's really done a good job of in, uh, impressing us uh, running the football. We do a lot of uh, option stuff with him. We'd like to run some uh, uh, some counter stuff or some dart stuff with, with him up inside. And so when he gets uh, that big frame of his going downhill, uh, we, he does a pretty good job of getting uh, first downs for our offense. Coach uh, Millard North, is there? We know the style of football. What is different about the team you played in the playoffs and one state last year, and the one that you're going to see here tonight? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great question. Uh, I think they're a little bit uh, uh, bigger and heavier up front. Um, I think they're they do have one guard that's about two twenty two twenty five, but otherwise they're two eighty, two ninety, and three hundred pounds at the deep tackle spot and across the front line on offense. And so when we haven't seen a big, big team like that uh, all fall long. Uh, but otherwise, scheme-wise, they're going to do exactly what they've done in the past. They're going to keep running that um, uh, kind of that wing bone look, that uh, wing tee look, and keep attacking at you a little bit. They're also going to play uh, defensively, going to play a base 4-4 and play a lot of man-to-man coverage. We've seen a little bit of man-to-man, but we haven't seen a lot here throughout the season. And so they're going to play it every single down. And so we're going to have to have some receivers that are going to have to find some separation. They're going to have to find a way to get open. And we're going to have to do a great job of protecting Cannon in order for us to survive. Well, I got a chance to talk with your outstanding defensive coordinator, Brad Archer. And he told me how big those guys are up front. And maybe you don't match up that way. Can you give us a little insight of how you have to change things up defensively to be able to handle their bulk? Yeah, you're going to have to give them a couple of wrinkles, and uh, Tim Cristo and Brad Archer will dial up a couple of different uh, looks, whether we're going to wrap some inside linebackers to help out or do a little bit of slanting with our little bit undersized guys in some spots. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have to uh, give them a, a, a different look here and there that they're not used to. And uh, then the biggest thing is we're going to have to get a lot of hats to the football. We've seen teams the last uh, five weeks that throw the ball 25 to 30 times, 
Miller Norris is going to be the opposite. You know, if they throw it six or seven times, um, the problem is is they're going to try to lull you to sleep, and all of a sudden they're going to hit that big pass play that gets it to the end zone. So uh, we got to be aggressive, but we also got to be smart enough not to get up that big play. So you're exactly right. We'll have our hands full, and uh, we're going to have to set the tone early and kind of see. We can't simulate a lot of that stuff at practice, so we're going to have to set the tone early to kind of figure out uh, how they want to attack us defensively. Carney High head football coach Brandon Cool with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Coach, it's the kind of games that uh, make sports fun. So uh, best of luck tonight, and thanks for the time. All right, thank you for your coverage. We'll be back to Foster Field with the starting lineups right after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. And welcome back to Foster Field here on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney. The new Tech Seed pregame show getting you ready for Kearney High and Millard North. Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein, our producer engineer back at Studio Ed Smith, ready to take a look at the starting lineup for tonight's game brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. For Millard North, we'll start in the middle with center Cody Ritterbush, six foot one, 300-pound senior wearing number 56. The guards are number 53, 5'11", 210-pound senior Cole Story, and number 71, 6'1", 285-pound senior Mason Bogats. The tackles are number 65, 6'2", 250-pound junior Dylan Dittman, and number 68, 6'4", 290-pound senior Justin Pedersen. The wide receivers are number 9, 5'10", 175-pound junior Spencer Weber, and number 10, 5'6", 140-pound senior Jarrett Whitholm. Of course, they run that wishbone, however you want to call it. Uh, they stack the backfield, and the running backs are number 11, 6'2", 195-pound senior Andrew Wine, who scored three touchdowns last year in the playoff win against Kearney. Number 20 is 5'10", 160-pound senior Matt Getzman, and the fullback leading rusher on the team is number 22, 6'1", 180-pound junior Noah Mick. The quarterback is 5'11", 180-pound junior Cade Elwood. The head coach of the Millard North Mustangs is Fred Petito. They are 4-1 and one on the season. As we said, they dropped the opening night game to Omaha North, who's ranked number one. They hold wins over Millard West, Papillion La Vista, Creighton Prep, and Omaha Benson. The wins over Millard West and Creighton Prep were both by five points. For the Kearney High Bearcats, at center, number 55, a 5'10", 180-pound senior, Lucas Kalb. At guard on the left side is number 62, 6'6", 265-pound senior Rudy Stouffer. And the right guard, number 71, 5'10", 223-pound senior Noah Journey. At left tackle, number 64, 6'3", 225-pound senior Joaquin Robinson. And the right tackle is number 75, 6'2", 255-pound junior Lee Harrington. So Carney's not little along the line but they are going to be giving up 50 pounds or 40 pounds on a couple of those instances tonight. As the wideouts, the X is number one, 6'2", 170-pound senior Brant Barth, 
the Y, number 42, 6'2", 205-pound senior Brock Marlette. And in the Z is number 8, 5'9", 155-pound senior Trey Clevenger. The H-back is number 5, 5'11", 165-pound senior Trey Gruby. The I-back, number 13, 6'3", 215-pound senior Noah Urbanic. And the quarterback, number 6, 6'3", 205-pound junior Cannon Coster. The head coach of the 5-0 Kearney High Bearcats is Brandon Cool. They are ranked fifth in the Omaha World Herald. Miller North is ranked third. Kearney is 5-0 on the season with wins over Grand Island and Lincoln East came in overtime and then easy wins on the road at North Platte, Lincoln Northeast, and at home last week against Fremont. Those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney and Monty. That line, I think, is going to dictate a lot of what we see tonight. Tackling is going to be big, but line play is going to be how you, how uh, Carney High can match up against the big front five there for Miller North. Well, when you're coaching against Miller North, which I have, one of the things you have to do is you've got to control the tackle to tackle because they're going to try to establish their fullback with their big horses up front. They're going to run fullback dive. They're going to run quarterback up the middle. And then once they do that, then they pinch inside, and then they'll pitch the ball. They'll try to work some sweep. They'll try to work some quick pitch. And then as you start thinking about all those sorts of things, they will play action you a little bit. So you're exactly right. Those big guys up front are going to uh, determine a lot of how this ball game ends up. Quarterback Elwood, probably not as experienced as some of the guys we've seen here in the past. And maybe that's going to be the difference between them being a state champion and one of the top four. And that's a lot what people think right now is there's the top four, the line, and Carney uh, when it comes to the uh, Class A brethren here so far this year. I might be wrong after we get through this. I'm anxious to see it. But, but I question whether Miller North quite has the explosive speed as they've had in the past. Uh, those guys that can go 80 at any time. Um, you know, Carney is all about team defense. You know, they have, uh, you know, they have so many guys. They have eight guys on their defense have 20 or more tackles uh, for the season. They have to maintain their discipline, take care of the fullback, take care of the quarterback, take care of the pitch man. Defensive backs have to keep their, their eyes where they're supposed to be because that guy's going to run by on a play action at some point or another, and, and those are keys for that Carney defense. Now let's take a look at our injury report brought to you by our friends at Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. 1-2, and that's number one and number two, Dylan Price and Aaron Gertis, who are getting Division One type looks and top college-type looks are out for Miller North. So even with the weapons that they have on the field, they're going to be missing two of their biggest weapons in Dylan Price and Aaron Gertis. And then for Carney, the guys that are standing on the sideline tonight, including junior Caleb Bean, junior Josh Ray, junior Brock Braden, uh, are three of them, and there is Corey Kitt, the junior, number 47, are all on the sideline tonight for Carney High. And hopefully we don't have to worry about any more injuries tonight, but if you are dinged up, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center can get you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We'll be back with the start of tonight's ball game, Kearney and Miller North, after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. 
Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Doug Duna, Monty Kranzenstein, glad to have you along on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and now in Lincoln. Again, if you are at a ball game in the area tonight, especially uh, down in Class D1 and D2, we would love to get your scores. Those are a little harder to ascertain sometimes than others, and our Platte River Preps scoreboard number is 308-646-0506. You can text your score and point of the game like Carney 7, Millard North 7, end of 1. That would be great. Wherever you are at, 308-646-0506, and we'll get the scores out there. Again, our other radio games, St. Cecilia Donovan Trumbull on 1230 AM KHAS, Hastings Alliance on ESPN 1550, and at the half on ESPN 1460, it's Carney Catholic 35, and Mitchell 7. Again, the games are available at PlatteRiverPreps.com. One game canceled tonight, uh, Shelton and Axtell. Axtell, uh, you had a bunch of kids sick. They weren't going to be able to go tonight. That is so unfortunate because that will mean just seven games now, and it would have been a competitive game between a couple of teams that haven't had a chance to win a whole lot. Also this afternoon, Bertrand doubled up Overton by a score of 36-18. In six-man, Harvard was a winner over Elwood by a score of 52-19. to You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. And Monty Carney High is going to get the football to start our contest. And, and I think their biggest goal in this drive here is to get a couple first downs, be able to switch that field a little bit. Last thing you want to do is go three and out. Um, one of the things that Brandon Cool does such a great job of with this offense, and we'll talk about it as the game goes on, is, is being under control and just getting first downs. The ball is in the air, and Carney High will take it on the far hash at the 5, 10, 15, big hole. Trey Gruby, 30, 40. He's got to get by the kicker, 50. And Trey Gruby, down the sideline, 20, returns the opening kickoff for a Bearcat touchdown. 95 yards. Forget first downs. Let's get touchdown. You talk about a hole opening up. It was like the Red Sea opened up right there on that left side. He wasn't touched. There wasn't anybody that came within two yards of him. Perfectly blocked. Poorly run the alleys by Miller North. Carney takes advantage of it, and wow, what a start. 12 seconds off the clock, and now the Bearcats will attempt the extra point. How big is that money? Well, you know, I, I was going to comment that I thought that uh, Carney won the warm-ups. They were more excited to, to be here coming out on the field. Sometimes that means something. Sometimes it doesn't. Leo, now, they're, now they're really excited. Leo Paloma bombs the kick through, and Carney high. That is going to put the momentum on their side squarely here with a five-points-bank touchdown, our earliest one of the year. A 95-yard kickoff return for Trey Gruby. Carney 7, Millard North nothing. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. 
Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. Well, what an electric start here to Kearney Bearcat football as Trey Gruby returns the opening kickoff 95 yards for a touchdown. Key here, I'm sure they're just telling the Miller North kids, don't panic, let's go out just like this is the opening kickoff of the ball game. Okay, we spotted them seven, let's go do what we do. Well, I, I think so. You can't change your game plan based on one play, but I'll tell you what, I'm looking across the way, and they look a little bit stunned. Miller North looks stunned, their fans looked a little bit stunned, and right below us, the uh, Kearney people are uh, pretty excited to be here right now. Well, let's see what Carney High can do. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, make sure the same thing doesn't happen. Let's see what Palomo can do. And Leo bombs that football, and it will be returnable. Backing up to take it at about the nine-yard line is going to be Andrew Wine. He'll hit and break a tackle, but only get to the 20-yard line. It'll be gang-tackled there. There is Hunter Novacek, Braden Miller in on the tackle as well. Also on the bottom of the pile is Isaiah Stalberg. Perfect example of what you're supposed to do on special teams. Cover your lane, break down when the ball carrier gets to, your, to him, to you. Tried to cut back. Everybody was in their lane. Nice job. Now they're going to have to go try to go 80. So first out and 10, Millard North at the 20-yard line. And they will actually give Carney High a double-wing look with two wideouts here. They love it with a wing tee. They'll send the right wing in motion, hand it to the fullback, Mick. He's hitting the backfield and dropped behind the line of scrimmage by Noah Urbanic. The All-Stater gets to him for a loss of one on the opening play. Miller North runs a fullback. Their leading rusher is their fullback. Their second leading rusher is their quarterback. They always run one of those wings in motion, so they basically end up in the I formation. That was basically a fullback dive. Uh, Noah Urbanic was unblocked as he bounced outside, made a nice play. Now we have second down and long yardage, what you want Millard North to be is behind the change. You want them in second long, third and long situations. They are definitely a team that won't panic if it's third and eight. They will keep the ball on the ground if need be. So quarterback sets them down with Cade Elwood. Send the right wing in motion again. They want to throw. The lefty swings it out here. It is caught at the 24-yard line, and a tackle made immediately there by the Bearcats. I believe that's Clevenger to make the tackle, and it'll be third down and five. Nice little swing out there to take some pressure off. Yeah, and just a short pass. They were hoping he could break Clevenger's tackle. Trey did a nice job of breaking down, making the one-on-one tackle. Now you got a th- your first big third down of the ball game, third down five for the Mustangs. Nice reception there by uh, Andrew Wine. He'll come out into the right wing. They'll send Twins to the left side, put Wine in motion, pitch it to him, try to get him to the outside, and he is going to run into Urbanic and not get there. He's saying that somebody grabbed his face mask, but Clevenger's there, Urbanic is there, and also over there for the Bearcats, looks like uh, Tyler Atchison, number 88, and it'll be a three and out here for Millard North, fourth down and two on a three-yard game. Ran the wing in motion, basically just a toss sweep to the left side, uh, picked up a little bit, but not enough. It's fourth down and one, and now Carney's going to get the ball back. We'll see if Trey Gruby can uh, add to his kick return yardage. Cameron Weimers is the punter. He's only punted once. Gertis was their punter, and he was injured. So something to look for here, fourth and two at the 28-yard line. Good snap. Carney doesn't really put any rush. 
Here's a high-hanging kick. Fair catch called for and made at the 35-yard line. So a 37-yard kick and no return. Carney is up 7-0, and they'll run their first offensive play. You know, as I, as I said before the game started, I think, once again, that script hasn't changed for Brandon Cool just because they're up 7 nothing. They're going to go ahead and run their offense. It'll be interesting to see. You know, they do not have a, a typically a big play offense. They want to try to grind it out. They want to catch it with some short passing game. Cannon Coster has been uh, pretty good throwing the ball, 64%, but it's only averaging eight yards per attempt. Um, so we'll see what they do to try to move the ball against a big, stout Miller North front line. Nate Berg's actually Carney's leading rusher, uh, as Arbonic hasn't taken all the snaps so far this year. And we're going to get a penalty flag. The Bearcats, illegal motion as they sent uh, Brant Barth from left to right, and that was going to give him trips to the right side, and Gruby stepped up on the line of scrimmage. That's a five-yard penalty. Yeah, I got a little, little flinch there on the motion. I know Brandon wants to use a lot of formations, a lot of motion, because Miller North will play a tremendous amount of man-to-man uh, in the secondary, you want to try to confuse them a little bit, try to get them confused on formation, try to outman them on the flank with formations and also motions. That's exactly what Coach Cool. one of the things he said. They'll see a team offensively and defensively that they really haven't had to play against so far this year. Cannon Coster out of the pistol. Try to blitz him. He needs to roll out. He's under some pressure. Still rolling, still rolling. Nobody to get it to, and he'll be sacked back at the 27-yard line. He got out of that pocket and was drugged down from behind by a pair of Miller North Mustangs, including Andrew Wine, and it looks like big old 5-2 over there in Brady Dobler. Uh, Gruby and Barth were out there on just little short hitches and an out. Uh, they were not open when, when Cannon started to scramble. They really didn't move a whole lot and get open. He was kind of left hanging out to dry, uh, lost some yardage there. Now we have, again, Carney behind the sticks a little bit, second down and long. That was even farther than I thought. That was an 8-yard loss, not a 3-yard loss. So second down and 18 Ball back at the 27-yard line. Twins left. They'll move Clevenger in motion from right to left, but keep him in the slot right. Here comes a blitz. Might have been offside. The ball's dropped on the snap, and they will crush Coster inside the 20. There is no offsides flag. It looked like the middle linebacker blitzing may have come across the neutral zone, which would have definitely helped Carney, but they are going to lose yardage all the way back to the 19-yard line. That is a loss of nine more. And the Bearcats need to get to the 45. They're at their own 19. It's third and 26. Last two plays, Miller North has blitzed a linebacker from the outside. The previous play, that play right up the middle, uh, as you mentioned, uh, just too many defenders for the number of blockers they had, no chance. So no uh, reason probably to get crazy here. Let's see what Coach Cool and his staff calls. Third and 26 at their own 19. One safety, definitely offsides his time as they blitz up the middle, and there's the flag on the far side. And that will be an offsides call, but it'll be third and 21, and why not take the chance? Uh, well, It's like when you're punting the ball and it's third and 24. It's okay to jump offsides if you're trying to time the snap one time. Never. Never okay <laughs> to jump offsides. Number 40, Blake Bennon, was, was, was trying to guess a little bit. He was unblocked, and by the way, he, when they did snap the ball, he came free. Uh, you know, Six inches isn't going to help you on that deal, so that's unfortunate for them, but uh, good for Carney. Uh, what do we got? Say third and 21? Third and 21 at their own 24, but it does. It, and now it's in the mind of the Bearcat line and the backs, which they are not going to have. They're going to spread it out four wide. Mm-hmm. Let's see if no Coster backs. takes it himself. No backs. Clevenger in motion. They'll wait for him to come all the way across, set up in the slot left side. We've got movement again. Maybe a timeout. Let's see what the officials say. I think we had a timeout before the play clock ran out. 
And so, Carney will call the timeout with 7.29 to go here. In the first quarter of play, Carney runs back the opening kickoff 95 yards from Trey Gruby. They lead Millard North 7-0. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the Barbecue Trio every Friday night, and Saturday night is the Brisket Special. Join Rivals for every Husker and Hastings Bronco game for a pizza and beer special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. Glad to have you along with us for high school football tonight here on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. few games underway. Alma has drawn first blood on Cambridge 8 to nothing, And we'll uh, throw a few more your way. But right now, let's get back to the action here as Carney faces a third and 21 at their own 24. Up 7 to nothing with 7.5 to go here in the first quarter. Coster with the empty backfield. And they'll put Clevenger in the slot left. Blitz from the right side. Coster has to scramble. He avoids the blitz. Rolls to his right. Nobody open. Now throws it back into the middle of the field. And it is tipped around and hits the ground. Incomplete. He had two receivers and four defensive backs (laughs) in the area. Should have never thrown that ball. And Carney gets away with it. You had Arandondo and Gruby in the area. And it'll be fourth down. He does such a good job of scrambling and showing some of that speed. And he's big enough that he can shake a guy off if they try to arm tackling well he's he is a good athlete the defensive end again came unblocked he got around the containment but he just didn't have anywhere to go uh miller north had him well covered dobler with the pressure now carney to punt the ball away beautiful high it's not gonna be a deep kick but forcing a fair catch that is called and made at the 42 yard line that's a 34 yard punt for the bearcats and there is no return ben dinkle skied that baby money but Good field position now for Millard North on the exchange of punts, but Carney was pushed backwards there. Uh, they ended up losing 17 yards on that possession on a uh, sack, and then they dropped the pistol exchange snap and fumbled that one and were sacked again. Yep, and so let's see if Miller North goes to the quarterback run game at all this series. That's the one thing they didn't do, even though their first series was pretty short. See if they test out uh, the quarterback run game a little bit here. Wine is the right halfback. You have... Getsman, the left halfback, and it'll be quarterback keeper for Elwood. He'll turn up the middle of the field, come up the left tackle, and dive across the 45 out to about the 47-yard line. The tackle is made by Cannon Coster. I've coached against Fred Patino before. I can probably guess what he's going to do. Unfortunately, most of the time, we couldn't stop it. <laughs> when, Eric, when Eric Crouch, by the way, is running that play, uh, we couldn't do much with that. I don't know what the deal was. Kate Elwood, the quarterback, was six. On that one, Cade's not the biggest kid out there, 5'11", but he's 180 and a junior. Twins with that wing T formation at the 49-yard line of the Mustangs, second down and four. Now they'll send Getzman in motion from left to right, pitch play that right, has some room, has the first down into Bearcat territory. Inside the 40, he'll be tackled at the 38-yard line. That's a gain of 13 for Getzman. I'll tell you what, if you're a linebacker and you read you read the wrong side, but that mean I mean you're the blocker coming out at you and instead of playing across his head, you try to sneak underneath him, those backs are fast enough. You can't do that. You're not gonna catch him. So you have to play your keys, you have to play your technique, otherwise they'll hurt you. That was one of the keys. If Carney doesn't have the bulk up front, they do have some speed to maybe track down some of these plays, especially with Urbanic out there at the linebacker. So first down and 10, Millard North now in Kearney territory at the 38-yard line. 
Nothing different. They'll send Wine in motion, hand it to the fullback. Mick finds a hole, 35-30, and almost gets the first down again as he's tripped up at the 29-yard line. That is a gain of nine on the play. It'll set up second down and one. Find the hole, and one of the Bearcats, Urbanic, looks like he got rolled up on. He might be yeah, coming out of the ball game. Yeah, he's he. Uh, he's holding his ankle there, his right ankle. Uh, looks like Rick Limbach, the trainer's coming out to take a look at it. That would be a devastating blow for that Carney defense. He's one of the, of course, players that goes both ways. Uh, even though he doesn't play as much offense as we anticipate in playing the first part of the season. He is a, it's a major league defensive player. Carney can't afford to lose. Of course, he hasn't, as we said earlier. Uh, hasn't played every snap, and he is going to walk off to the side. And you got to think there's a couple people that Millard North even looks at and says, let's not run it his way, and Urbanic's one of them. And when he comes out, you're losing an All-State player. And it'll be second down and one at the Kearney 29-yard line. Millard North trying to get this thing tied up with five and a half to go here in the first quarter. Elwood sets him down, quarterback sneak. He'll come up the middle, get a shove from behind by his teammates and have it easily up to the 27, maybe the 26-yard line, a gain of three for Elwood. And, you know, if it really got to, if it really got desperate, Monty, you got two 300-pounders, you yep. can just run right behind him. You should be able to get a yard or two every time. Exactly. Uh, by the way, on outside linebacker, number nine, Hunter Novacek has come in to replace Urbanic. Hunter's a nice player, but he's only a junior, hasn't played a lot of varsity football backing up Urbanic. So we'll have to keep an eye on that on the, on the uh, flank. Khan split out wide right. Cavazos to the left. First down and 10 at the Bearcat. 26-yard line, wine in motion. They'll wheel the option that way. Elwood will keep it. Carney's on it as he gets to the 25, and that's all. It's going to be a gain about a yard and a half. It'll be second down and eight. Good converging there by the Bearcats. Among those in on the tackle is Robinson. Yeah, Robinson was there. Ben Dinkle made that play from his linebacker spot. You know, Ben Dinkle's one of those kids. He doesn't isn't very impressive looking, but, boy, he finds the football. He's one of their leading tacklers, and, and he read his key. Uh, found the found the quarterback on the little quarterback keep. That's not what his homecoming date said. Oh, nice. <laughs> 435 nice. to go, and it looks like they're going to set up a little different formation here. They're actually going to put Mick right behind the quarterback, goes slot right and twins right on second down and eight. Maybe a passing look here. Let's see what they actually run out of this play in some confusion. Coach Petito comes up and says, let's call timeout. So the first time they try to vary from what they usually run, they have to burn their first timeout. They ran, they ran that, that uh, formation once earlier. They didn't run anything different off of it, but they ran that formation earlier, and basically it just, it's just a trips formation. As you said, twins to the right, then they put a, a slot guy in there. It seems like the left, and it's to the right side. Uh, Elwood is a left-handed quarterback, but he likes to throw to his right, roll out to his right. I think tendency-wise, they will like to throw out of that formation, especially roll out to the right and throw a little combination pattern, put a guy out in the flat, and then run a guy deep. Timeout on the field brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you, local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, 420 to go here in the first quarter. Carney 7, Millard North nothing. Carney ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. Millard North went 3 and out. Carney on their first offensive possession lost 17 yards. And now a drive that started at their own 43. Millard North has its second down and 8 just inside the Carney 25-yard line. Now they'll go back to their normal-looking wing tee here. Carney faking the blitz from the right side of the offensive line. Getsman in motion to the right. They pitch it to him, and Carney comes through and rips him down. Zach King 
A loss of four on the play. It looked like Carney knew the play on that one. They just just reverse pivot, toss sweep to the right. Three defenders right there. Uh, and now, again, you have Miller North in the situation that you want them in. You have a third down 11, uh, a team that really doesn't like to throw the ball that much. They want to dictate down and distance. Carney's done a great job of, of in both drives they've had in this ball game, keeping them behind the sticks, uh, not enabling them to dictate the tempo and dictate the down the uh, down distance. They have attempted seven field goals. It's third down and 12. Elwood looks things over. Carney stacking the box here. They'll send Getzman in motion. Elwood's going to keep it, follows his center, breaks inside the 25 to the 20, and he works his way to the first down. Elwood's going to get to the 15-yard line. He ran right by one of the blitzers there, Monty, and that's what opened that play up for him, and that is a huge conversion for Millard North, the kind that just break your spirit if they continue to do it. It's going to be a gain of 15-14 on the play, first and 10. Millard North has been running that play ever since Fred Patino started coaching there. Put the, bell, the ball in the belly of the fullback and then just follow that fullback with the quarterback. There's been guys like, as I said, Eric Crouch, uh, the McCardle kid that went to K-State. The quarterback after quarterback run that play for Miller North. Very successful. Big third down conversion. Third first down of this drive, and that'll set up first and 10 in the red zone for the Mustangs at the Kearney High 15-yard line. Kind of a backbreaker there. They're going to go one wide out this time. They'll send Getzman in motion to the right. Elwood wants to keep it. Breaks the horse collar tacker. Hits one man. Drives forward. And he'll get to about the 11-yard line. Hanging on there was Ryan Koski before the rest of the team came over to get him. Just a, just reverse pivot. Quarterback keep. That's a pretty basic football play. But with those big linemen, they got five yards. Second down five. And now they're moving the chains. I will say this, Doug, that really it's not a bad defensive series for Carney because of the Lack of big plays. They force them to move the ball down. Well, they'll take where they're at right now. Last week, Coach Petito says, hey, we gave it to Mick all the time because that's what Benson was giving us. Now they think Elwood is the man to keep it. Second and six, just outside the 10-yard line. Wine in motion. They'll hand it to the fullback. Mick, hole off the left side, churns the legs to the five. He's going to be right at the first down marker. It looks like they're going to mark him short. A gain of five. It'll be third and a half yard. Their quarterback, Cade Elwood, has 73 attempts for the year. And their fullback has 66 attempts. There's no doubt what they want to do with the football. So third and a yard here for Millard North at the Kearney six-yard line. Seven to nothing Bearcats. A minute 45 to go here in the first quarter. They'll put Quan out to the right side. He's the only wideout in this wing tee. Elwood, quarterback sneak, follows his center, then comes off left guard and tackled to get the first down at the four-yard line. Waiting there was Robinson. Also in there at the bottom of the pile is Dinkle, but it's hard to get under those big old boys, and he got the yard and a half that he needed. First and goal, Miller North. Yeah, that's why you don't want those third and short plays because it's going to be pretty tough to stop the fullback or the quarterback with their big lineman in there. And uh, as you mentioned, Carney's a little bit outsized. So now we have a uh, first down goal from the four-yard line. I don't see any reason why Miller North will do anything different. We'll see if Carney brings a little bit of of, of pressure, stacks the linebackers a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage here. Blake Minden checks into the ball game here. First and goal at the four ball right in the middle of the football field. They'll drag Wine across and give it to the fullback, Mick, but they'll blow the play dead. The referee didn't like what he saw there. One of the offensive linemen jumped the five-yard penalty. It'll be first and goal back at the nine. Second penalty here against the Mustangs. Boy, and that helps Carney. You know, all of a sudden now you're – your second goal from inside the three, and uh, 
you know, now you're first down and nine and, and uh, have yourself a chance. This probably really doesn't hurt Millard North. I mean, they've been able to grind it out, but it does give Carney a little bit of a yeah. cushion here, first they're, and goal tonight. They're going to do what they do, I, I, Millard North is. But, again, if you can, get, you can cause some sort of a fumble, you can have a bad pitch, cause another, another uh, penalty, then they have a chance. Line the right wing back, gets him in the left wing back. The fullback, Noah Mick, comes down to the three-point stance. They'll keep it with the quarterback. Elwood has a hole off the right side, fumbled it, but it bounced right back into his mm-hmm. belly. There it bounced right back into his belly at the five-yard line. That, that was the break that Carney was looking for where, where uh, he got hit, and I didn't see who hit him. It was somebody in the interior line there. That was that quarterback follow play, followed his fullback. Paul bounced right back to him. A break for Millard North, unfortunate for Carney. Uh, nice job by Carney. They're going to probably get out of this first quarter. There's 20 seconds left, and the clock's running. They're probably going to get out of this first quarter. Um, well, they might get one more playoff, Miller North might. Well, Bo Schaefer's done a good job down there mm-hmm. as the defensive tackle, and we will look like we'll get a play. Second and goal from the five. They'll send Getzman in motion. Mick, fake it to him. Elwood keeps it. Elwood's into the end zone. Touchdown, Miller North on the final play of the first quarter. He just stays right on the hip of that fullback who not only is drawing attention defensively, but he can fall into the middle there, block a couple of guys that are trying to tackle him, and it's 7-6. It's just a hard play to stop. I did notice that Carney brought a few few bit more players. They uh, ran a little rocket rocket blitz from the outside there with the cornerback. Uh, trying to, it's kind of a guessing game. Once you get down there, it's not, not a bad idea to take some chances because your chances of stopping them one-on-one are, are slim. And the extra point kick is on the way, and it is no good. The PAT is missed by Thomas Kopcho, and that will let the Carney Bearcats maintain the lead. He had been 23 of 23 until coming here, and they play on some college sides goalposts uh, in their games as well. So a break for the Bearcats after one quarter. It's number five, Carney, leading number three, and the defending state champion, Millard North Mustangs, 7-6, here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Aurora Cooperative is setting a new pace for agriculture by creating a soybean premium program. To qualify, producers must use an aerial application of fungicide plus insecticide and deliver the soybeans to an Aurora Cooperative grain location. Aurora Cooperative's real farm research confirms up to a six bushel per acre yield increase. Plus, now you can get the added soy premium bonus on top of the extra bushels. Contact your local agronomy representative for details. Your farm, your cooperative, your future. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Carney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Doug Dudamani, Kratz and Steiner, producer engineer Ed Smith, Foster Field at Kearney High and Millard North here on the campus of UNK. We're ready to start the second quarter, and the ball is booted away. Let's see if they kick it to Groovy again. Nope, they're going to go the other way. This one will be taken at the 8-yard line, up to the 10, 15, a little bit of a seam there, and across to the 20-yard line, Noah Urbanic is back in the ball game, but he wants out. There's just something wrong with that right ankle. Uh, it just continues to bother him. Again, that's how Carney scored, and then they only had one possession after that. They were three and out. That was a long, 
drive that went 57 yards for the Miller North score, capped on the five points bank touchdown from Kate Elwood from five yards out. Yeah, Carney lost a lot of yardage on their first drive. What they want to do is they want to chunk a little bit of the three and a half, four or five yard gains here together, get a little bit of a chance their defense to rest. So first down and 10, Bearcats here to start the second quarter of play. Coster will be in that pistol formation. Berg is the back, and Coster has to keep it because everybody's in the backfield, and they drop him again. And this maybe is a little more concern than I would have thought uh, the other way. You knew that the offensive line for Millard North was probably going to win the battle, and not everybody plays both ways here, but they have just crushed the defensive line of Millard North has run over Carney. How many loss of yardage plays does Carney have thus far? I think almost every play, every play they've run has, has been that way. And it, and that time, uh, they ran a little zone read where he kept the ball, put the put the ball in the belly, kept it, and he was just well, smothered. I think he wanted to give it to Berg, but Berg was already being tackled. He didn't want it. No, they'll send <laughs> Groovy in motion from left to right. They may have to chuck it a bunch tonight. Here is a slant pattern, and there's some contact. But the ball is swatted away, incomplete intended for Brett Obermiller. Looked like the defensive back may have got there a little early. His, uh, his left arm in college, that's always a pass interference because that left arm that kind of goes around the back of him, um, I'm not, I, I don't know that he hit him too much early, but that left arm seemed like it was right on his back. Uh, kind of a little bit of a hook move there. Now we're third and 13. Uh, we'll see if Carney, with that much pressure, see if Carney runs some sort of a screen. Uh, maybe a draw play. Some try to, to sneak sneak away from that uh, upfront pressure. 68 yards in the first quarter for Millard North. Carney negative 17. It is third and 13 now at their own 20-yard line. Four wide outs. Moving to the defensive backfield. Coster rolls out. Going to throw it underneath. The ball's tipped and falls incomplete. Good pressure out there. In on the uh, coverage is Whithalm and Wine. And Carney's going to have to punt it away. And now... All of a sudden, Ben Dinkle becomes pretty important in this ball game. It was a one-receiver pattern where they just rolled out and tried to run a run about a ten-yard out. Uh, Wine was playing outside containment, just jumped up right when the ball was thrown, knocked it down, and now it's fourth down, thirteen. See if we can uh, get the ball off here and uh, prevent a return. Dinkle with a thirty-four-yard punt the first time around. Wine, the only man back to return it. Here comes pressure. Dinkle pounds it. Beautiful high kick. And Wine backpedals and calls for a fair catch at the 38-yard line. That'll be a 42-yard punt from Dinkle. And the key there, no return. 10.55 to go in quarter number two. Carney 7, Millard North 6 here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Quick look at uh, what's going on in other high school football games. Of course, Carney Catholic got off to the early start today. They lead Mitchell 42 to 7 in the third quarter, and Grand Island has jumped out. It looks like 20 to nothing on Millard South. I'm trying to find Urbanic. Is he out on the field on defense, or is he still on the sideline, Doug? I can't tell. They have been uh, working on him from time to time, trying to get things taken care of. And here's the handoff over the left side. They'll bring in a new running back, and that is no excuse me. That is Noah Mick. The fullback, Carney, stands him up, tries to strip him, but across the 45 he comes, and it looks like he's going to be right at the first down marker at around the 48. That is a fullback dive for, yeah. for 10 yards. And, and Urbanic is in there. He's in on the tackle. Uh, Bo Schaefer there with him as well. They're going to mark him just short, nine yards for Mick. Um, 
I would be surprised if they did it, but this is a chance for maybe Miller uh, to, to run a little play-action pass, try to get something deep, because you know they're going to be able to quarterback sneak it on third down one for that one yard. Well, and they're going to, all but, the plays they're running, really run it hard. It looks like they're going to quarterback sneak it yep. here. They're going to keep it conservative, and four, five yards, there's nothing you can do. You can't even get your hands on the quarterback, Kate Elwood, because he just gets down low and follows those 300-pounders, 280-pounders off the left side and into Bearcat territory. A gain of about five on the play. It'll be first down and ten at the 47. That looked like a rugby scrum. You know, rugby scrum, he got behind there, and all of a sudden that whole scrum just kind of moved forward for about five yards. Nine carries, 44 yards, and the Millard North touchdown for quarterback Kate Elwin. Their fifth first down of the first half. Gets in motion. They'll keep it in Elwood's hands. He follows his blockers around the right side, outside 35-30, 25-20. Hit from behind, fumbles it. Kruby forced the fumble, and Carney's got it before it went out of bounds. That he was- didn't see Kruby coming to chase him from behind. Poked it out at about the 17. That's a 30-yard run, but a lost fumble. And Carney, who's forced 18 turnovers already this year, gets number 19. That was a great play by Kruby. He was, he was hawking him down on that right sideline. Didn't see him coming, just... Hatched his arm down, knocked the ball loose. Otherwise, you know, and there's there's a rare instance where you've got a Millard North running back out in the open who can't outrun the Carney High player. And Trey Gruby did an incredible job of creating the turnover there. And that defense has created turnovers all year long. I think that might be their 19th turnover they've gotten so far this season. So Carney High will take over. And I apologize because I didn't see with the Bearcat sideline jumping up and down who. Uh, who actually recovered it, but the Bearcats will have it first and 10 at their own 13-yard line, leading 7-6, to six, two minutes in to the second quarter. And now we've got a whistle, and I'm not sure that Miller North had the right amount of folks on the field. We've got a timeout got here by the Mustangs. Didn't have enough guys out there. So timeout on the field, the second used by the Mustangs. 9.56 to go in the first half. Carney 7, Miller North 6. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Did you see who grabbed it? I didn't. I was watching Groovy. That was a great play by Groovy. So the soccer well, the soccer coach ain't even here. Who went in and turned in that turn on that light? There's no. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. First down and 10, Bearcats pitch to Nate Berg around the right end. They're going to get some positive yards. He'll get up to the 20 and a little bit more. Not only is it the first positive play, but it's eight yards there for Nate Berg. Yeah, they run a bunch set over there on the right side and just ran a little toss sweep and got around there, and that was a nice run by Berg. Well-blocked play. See if that can create a little bit of momentum on this drive for Carney. As you said, the first positive play they've had. Carney high, second and two now at their own 21-yard line, still looking for their first first down. Hard count, drew them off, I do believe. Let's see what the official on the far side says. We got uh, flags on both sides, and both saw the same thing. Offsides, 
And that'll be the first first down of the game for the Bearcats. They scored on the opening kickoff, a 95-yard return by Groovy. Groovy then also forces the fumble that gets this drive started. Yeah, and I don't know how many time Car- times Carney has done that this season, but it's been successful multiple times. That little hard count, they've been disciplined enough to stay onside. Defense gives them five yards. First and ten Bearcats at their own 26-yard line. They'll line up in the I formation. Coster, long count, man in motion, high pitch to his back, and there's nowhere to go this time for Nate Berg. I'll tell you what, when you're having trouble running the ball and those guys are getting so much penetration like those tackles, those uh, the inside defenders, it's a, it's a tough sled in there. What do you do, uh, Monty? I know that's already working in your head. Uh, this, this might be the last significant series before halftime, the way Miller North controls the clock. So maybe you get into the locker room and you want to run as much clock as you can here when you have the football. But uh, personnel-wise, you know you're outmatched physically. It's all about angles and geometry and, uh, and, and trying to force things tough. up. It's tough because you have to use X's and O's and deception. You can't just use one-on-one plays. It's, it's a tough deal. Here's a drop-back pass. Coster back to pass. Going to go deep down the right side. Pass interference and probably a good thing because it could have been Gandhi time for Arandondo. They didn't say that the feet got tangled up. I know that's what Millard North is going to say, and uh, it will be a 15-yard pass interference because that was just three-step drop and fire for Coster. Sometimes there's some advantages to being a smaller player, and there's a little bit of a collision there, and I don't know that it was necessarily uh, bad intent by the cornerback who was playing man-to-man for Millard North, but Ordondo went flying and uh, got the flag, and so now second first down uh, of the ball game, both of them on uh, penalties, correct? That is correct. Chat Gottlock over in the uh, secondary on that side. You've also got the safety in Jack Begley. And now the Bearcats have it at the 40-yard line. First down and 10. Back-to-back first downs leading at 7-6 to six with 8.15 to go here in the first half. Now they'll put him in the shotgun. Jet sweep. Fake the handoff. Now reverse out of the backfield trying to get around the corner as Berg does but doesn't get much. Across the 41 to the 42, that's good pursuit over there by Blake Minden of the Mustangs. And there's your answer to, to the question you just asked me. What do you do? Well, you take a shot deep. You know, See if you can, you can catch something deep. Got a pass interference in there. They tried to run off that basic strong formation action. They tried to run reverse Really looked pretty good initially, but the speed of Miller North caught up with them. By the way, if you're in the stadium listen, listening to this, uh, watch number three play defense, the Begley kid from Miller North. He's going to North Dakota State, I believe. Uh, the kid can hit. Second down and nine, Bearcats at their own 40-yard line. Coster back to pass. He's rolling out, rolling out, throws it out here on the flat. It's in and out of the hands of Arandondo at midfield. Would have been enough for a first down being pursued there by Noah Mick. There's a pretty good throw there on the rollout. By Coster. And there again, you're seeing what Brandon Cool is doing to, to combat that pressure. That was a one receiver pattern. They kept everybody in max protection. Ordondo ran a little little 10 yard speed cut out. Ball was really, uh, I think Noah probably thinks he should have caught that ball. Uh, could have been a first down there. Now we have third down and nine from the 41, and uh, we'll see what Brandon Cool and the offense dial up. Gil Riach on that defensive line. Shifts from right to left. He is a man out there. They're going to send Clevenger in motion on third and long. And we've got penalty flags again. Millard North is really trying to jump the count. Minden out of that linebacker position has done it a few times, but this time they're going to say that Carney High jumped. And that'll be five yards the wrong way, third and 14. And that's tough, too, because uh, as we've seen, as much trouble as Millard North has given Carney 
on their pressure when they're those linebackers jumping in and out there cause you to flinch a little bit. You know, they, mm-hmm. they've having a hard enough time locking them one on one when they're springing in their inside linebackers. Uh, Carney's in a little bit of a, a world of hurt there. So got a little jumpy. So now we've got third down 14. Uh, Going to have to be something special here to see if uh, they can, Carney can get this first down. Great crowd on hand. The wind that is blowing is at the back of Carney, moving from south to north. They will put him in the shotgun, flank him with two running backs. Back to pass. I thought maybe a screen. He's going to throw deep, and it is over the head of everybody. Back there was Jack Begley as the safety, trying to find Brant Barth. And it was closer to Begley than it was to Barth. And Coster now 0 of 5, and it had a couple of drops out there. But Carney still negative 12, according to my numbers, in yards. Picked up those two first downs on penalties, and they'll have to punt it away for the third time. There's a little contact there between the cornerback and Barth, but there's the difference. Barth, a big, strong kid. The cornerback fell down, but Begley was playing. They were playing man-free, and that safety was over the top, and he had had, uh, Barth covered even though the cornerback fell down. Fourth and 14, Bearcats at their own 36-yard line, and it will be Ben Dinkle to boot it away. Max protect. They'll rush. Here comes the kick. That's a low-line driver. Bounces on the turf, and Wine's going to have to let it go, and he's getting a heck of a roll, 15 yards of it, down at the 15-yard line. That's a 49-yard punt for Ben Dinkle, as we talked about when he got in there the first time. He'll be a big part of the game tonight, and Millard North is bringing pressure too, Monty. They know that they've got the guy back there that can run the ball if he catches it, so why not go take a shot to rattle the punter? Yeah, I I absolutely agree, And, and it's one of those things, too, where you know that's just the way they play. They're bringing a lot of lot of people against that shield protection that uh, Carney is using. Um, but that's a great job by Dinkle to get that ball off and have a good punt, flip the field a little bit, see what uh, Carney does defensively to try to slow down this powerful Miller North attack. Fourth offensive possession, wine in motion. They will hand it to the fullback. McHuge hole up the middle, 20-25, first down, tripped up in the secondary as he gets to the 28-yard line. The tackle is made by Ryan Koski, but big chunks. Right now, and the you get big chunks when you break tackles. Or right now, Millard North isn't being touched till they're about five, six yards down the field. Get their feet underneath them. That's a twelve-yarder for Mick. Five carries, thirty-four yards. And the option action with the, with the running back, they just hand off on a dive play, and uh, him and Ryan Koski had a pretty good collision there, right at the sticks. First down and ten at their own twenty-seven. Getsman fakes some motion. They'll hand it to Mick again, and they'll hog tie him and try and knock that ball loose. Carney High believe that was big number seven five zach allen that bear hugged him and brought him down but still five yards on the play for me you know someone whose name we haven't really called yet is uh rudy stouffer rudy stouffer being recruited by north dakota state wyoming uh, northern iowa we haven't called his name he's having a pretty tough battle up there against that miller north Offensive line. Miller North has moved it the last two series, scored and then fumbled. Mick again up the middle and just jumping on his back and trying to drag him down will be Tanner Ellingson, but it's another first down out to the 40-yard line, a gain of seven, and now they're just running it right over their center. Yeah, they, they, they aren't. there's no reason for them to get real fancy right now if they're patient. You know, if they're patient. Remember, they're still behind. So if you're Carney, you also don't want to get too freaked out about this whole thing because you are ahead. Causing them to drive the ball down the field isn't the worst, worst sort of thing. Uh, you, don't, you don't want to give up big plays. First and 10 at their own 40. Getsman in motion. Mick again up the middle, just lowering his shoulder, running over. Folks, and Ben Dinkle will make the tackle, but 46-yard line is six more for Noah Mick. And what Carney has done, they're going to have to probably change defensively again. 
to find out how they can stop Mick, and then you find a, another weapon. Elwood carried it most of the first quarter. Now Mick has carried it here uh, all on this drive. Mick, Mick, Mick. Well, they've stayed, they've stayed in their 4-4, their base look. Uh, they haven't really done, done much different. Carney hasn't. I don't really know. I don't really know if you if you can do that much different because if you bring everybody once he breaks the, through that initial line, then you're giving up a big play. Getsman in motion again this time. Elwood will keep it on the quarterback option into Carney territory. Has the first down to the 48 yard line. That's going to be a gain of seven. They'll mark him at the 47. A gain of seven. Carney has a player that's down a little bit, a little bit slow getting up. Looks like number uh, 52, Bo Schaefer, who has done a pretty good job in there, even though he's a little bit undersized. He's a little bit slow getting up, but. Uh, Looks like he's staying in the ball game. Well, you got a guy that's 80 or 90 pounds heavier than you falling on you about every other play. It will take its toll. And it's getting back to what you said, Coach Petito wants to come to Kearney, get out of here with the win, whatever it is, and get back on the bus. Nothing fancy as winds in motion. They'll hand it off to Mick off the left side, works his way inside the 45, moves the pile to the 41-yard line, six more for Mick. Don't yeah. forget, coming up at the half, the Ravetta Sanitation Halftime Report, scheduled to be joined by Prep Sports Editor Stu Pospisil of the Omaha World-Herald. We'll look at the scores from around the area and give you the first-half stats. Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein with you here at Foster Field. Five minutes to go, first half, 7-6 Kearney. Tyler Atchison, who is uh, number 88, is 6'3", 218-pound junior, replaced Bo Schaefer. They're going to go with a little bit of fresh, fresh bodies in there in the middle. Second and four at the Kearney 41. Wine in motion. Handed off Mick, stutters to the right side, breaks a tackle, breaks another one from Koski inside the 35 and brought down at the 33-yard line. Eight more for Noah Mick. It's big boy football, Doug. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's no fun being the smaller of the two. Listen, when I coached at Millard West, we played against a fullback by the name of Judd Davies in, in this <laughs> offense, and they hand the ball off to him, and I swear to goodness he got 3.4 yards every single time he touched it. We couldn't get the ball back from him because they just kept hammering, hammering, hammering. One thing about Fred Petino, he's a patient son of a gun. Yep, the old-fashioned way. First and 10 at the Bearcat 33, wine in motion. They'll pitch it to him out wide to the left. He finds a seam to the 30, cuts back to the middle of the field, 25, into the secondary 20, breaks another tackle, 15. Ooh. He's going to go all the way to the end zone. What a great job of open field running by Andrew Wine to take it in from 33 yards out. And Miller North is up 12-7. Started left, bounced off a man, and then just slowly worked his way back to the right. <laughs> it was kind of slow. It wasn't like he, he burst into anything. It was kind of like the big kid at recess just running through the defense. Yeah, he must have broke about four tackles there as he was kind of going across the grain. Um, good effort by Carney, but they, uh, again, again inside, 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 then toss sweep outside, cut back, and away we go. And Miller North takes its first lead of the ball game. They'll go ahead and kick the extra point with Kopcho. He missed his first one of the year last time. A little more patience here. And he'll put it up and in. With 4-12 to go in the first half. Miller North grabs their first lead of the ball game. The Mustangs 13. And Carney High 7 on a 5-points bank touchdown. 33 yards out on just the second carry of the night for Andrew Wine. We'll have the kickoff in a moment. The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi. Doug Dudamani Kratzenstein back at Foster Field. I want to thank 
Mitch Stein, Rich Broderson, and all the folks that allow us to bring you high school football. And now Carney High needs to do something positive here because Millard North's going to get the ball to start the second half, Monty. This is a big drive for Carney, and, and you know you asked me what I would do, and I don't really know right now. You haven't found anything that's been consistently working against this defense. Maybe a kickoff return. Well, they had one already. This one's near the sideline. The Bearcats will pick it up at the 12, break a tackle to the 20, 25, and up to the uh, 30-yard line to start things off here for the Bearcats. They have had Urbanic back there, but he has been twisted around from uh, time to time, and uh, they didn't want to kick it to Gruby, who returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. So you got four minutes left. Ideally, you know, you can chunk, chunk a few plays together to, uh, again, keep your defense off the field, let them regroup a little bit. But uh, tell you what, that Miller North defense has been so hard to run against. The only success that, that uh, Carney's has been a pass interference penalty and then run top one toss sweep that they've gained eight yards. Yeah, unofficially negative yardage for the Bearcats. 13-7, first and 10 at their own 30. Coster wants to run option, finds a little seam, 35-40, cuts back right side, first down, 45, uses a block, breaks a tackle into Miller North territory, and down to the sidelines he goes, 40-30, and inside the 25, Cannon Coster all the way down to the 23-yard line. That is a 47-yard run. And for the first time in the game, we saw some true speed option there, and Cannon uh, was really kind of shut off toward the sidelines. Went across the field, all the way across the field. You know, he doesn't look like he runs real fast, but, boy, he's gliding along there, outrun some guys, get a little stiff arm. Very nice run by Cannon Costa. That's a big play for Carney. Big play. Well, the Bearcats will get their first first down on offense and now have positive yardage and have a chance to answer here before halftime. Quick snap. Coster's going to keep it off the right side. Tries to hold on to the football and gets hit twice and three times, and down he goes. Blake Minden's all over the place for Millard North. He finishes off a lot of plays off the bottom of the pile. First man there looked like was Brandon Eastlack for the Mustangs. No gain, second and ten. Well, one thing about Brandon Cool is he when he finds something that works, he will go back to it. There was just quarterback keep. Uh, you know, I, he... Maybe he wants the quarterback run game, try to play 11 against 11 instead of trying to block, uh, block guys. Um, I like the quarterback run game. We'll see if he sticks with it. They hustle to the line. They quick snap it. Coster wants to throw. He's covered now. He's in trouble. He's got to get rid of it, and he's going to be sacked and lose all kinds of yards. I'll officially mark him down where. He's laying at the 40. He should be about the 35 or 36. It's going to be a loss of 12. Yeah, his first read uh, out here, he looked, was looking at Gruby on the left side. It, for His first read was taken away. He had nothing else to do. Looks like uh, Coster might be still, still might be down. Well, he had two or three guys that got to him and planted him. He might have just knocked the wind out of him. Of course, the backup quarterback is Ryan Kosky. They had that battle uh, going on uh, in a good competition, and, and head coach Brandon Cool has continued to say, uh, you got You can only start one, so it's Coster, but I've got all the confidence in Ryan Koski. But that really hurts. You get that big play, and then you are in field goal range most likely, and now you are definitely out of field goal range, and it is third and long. You need to get to the 13. You're setting at the 34, third and 21. Well, we talked about one receiver patterns, and that one, one receiver was taken away. And, you know, ideally you just throw it over his head, throw it out of bounds, and and, and – and uh, get an incomplete pass, and here we go. But uh, he was just, after he lost his first read, he, he pump faked. Uh, he was just swallowed up, started kind of running backwards a little bit, and uh, the Miller North defense just absolutely smothered him. 
way back to the 40s. And I think you might be right. I hate to speculate from this far away, but he kind of got to got up a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully it's just a wind knocked out because he kind of got up and then went kind of went back down. So uh, we'll see what that looks like. And you are right there, Ryan Koski warmed up here around the 20 yard line, throwing the ball a little bit. He's going <laughs> to pretty tough situation for a quarterback to get into third and 20. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And Coster will get up and jog off under his own power. And I think yeah. that's exactly what it is. He slaps his hand, says he's okay, but he has to come out for at least one play. So see what uh, the Bearcats do. And I don't think uh, they'll be afraid to let Koski throw the ball down the field. And we'll see what they do if they try to get half here and half on fourth down or chuck it here and then try to punt it inside the five. Well, and what's your field goal kicker's range? And that's what you're really thinking about. You think, if, if, what can we do to get it in that range of, of Leo? And I don't know exactly what it is, if it's 40 yards. If that's the case, they're going to need a little bit more than half this, this yardage for the first down. So here we go, third and 21. They will drag in motion Cody Smith. He'll go to the right side and give them twins. Low snap. The ball's on the ground and not sure who got it. It looks like uh, Millard North yep. says that they got it off the bottom of the pile is Ethan Cromer, and that was not the fault of Ryan Koski. That ball never got to him. No, and he, 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 I think it looked like the snap was a little bit slow because he kind of took a step back even before the ball got to him, and uh, snap's a little bit slow, a little bit low, and that's a, that's a tough break for Carney because they were in business after that long Coster run. Now there's 2.23 left, and Millard North has the ball on the 40-yard line. Uh, with a chance to take a two-score lead. That is a killer for the Bearcats. Had a huge momentum play and then backwards again. First down and 10. They'll send Grossman in motion. They want to throw. Elwood has time, throws it out here into the flat. It is complete at midfield to wine, and Carney's on it as they throw him out of bounds. Koski's there on the tackle with some help from Brant Barth. Short gain uh, just short of the first down, or are they going to give it to him? They yep. are going to give it to him. First down as they give him across midfield, a gain of 11. First completed pass, excuse me, second completed pass, Elwood's 2 of 2. Pretty well covered out there on the deep. The deep pattern was well covered. He kind of checked off, went to his uh, shorter receiver uh, on a play-action pass. Again, for Carney, good job not giving up the deep ball on that sudden change situation. So it'll be first down and 10. On the move again, Millard North. Quarterback Elwood keeps it hitting the backfield. There should be a holding. They tackled the defensive defensive player, and he's going to break a tackle inside the 45 to the 44. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was watching the fullback. I was watching the mesh point between the fullback and the quarterback, uh, which is very high. Uh, I think we probably could have got a holding there, but uh, nonetheless, it's second down and, and five as the quarterback gets five yards on the keeper. They will send Chris Cavazzo out to the left side. Wide in motion, pitch play to the left side. There's all kinds of room. 40, 35, 30, breaks a tackle, and he is down to about the 26-yard line. 18 more and a first down for Millard North. I don't know if that was a bust by Noah Urbanic or, or just a, a good guess on what was happening, but Urbanic was playing on the outside, totally took a bad angle. He might have been supposed to do that. I don't know if it was a stunt of any sort, but they just tossed the ball. Guy went right around him in big yardage. Carney High trying to come up with a stop here defensively. Grossman in motion. They hand it to Mick. Up the middle stutters. Gets two, three, four. About the 20-yard line. Maybe five on the play. Clock runs with a minute to go. Miller North has one timeout left. We're under a minute to play. 
It's going to even be more than that. They'll give him seven on the play. It'll be second and a short three. Remember, Miller North used two timeouts and, and misalignments and, and uh, personnel issues, so they only have one timeout left. Ball up to Carney, 18. Elwood sends wine in motion. Gives it to Mick off the left side. Carney stacks him up that time, and that'll eat up some precious time. Mm-hmm. That's probably the shortest run of the ball game. Did he get to the sticks? Yes, he did. Inside the 15 to the 14, a gain of four on the play. Just looked like he didn't get anything, and he got four. Now they line up quickly, 38 seconds, ready to snap it, and they will spike it. So a couple seconds ran off the clock. It'll be second and 10, Millard North at the Bearcat 14-yard line, 34 seconds to go before halftime, Millard North 13, Carney 7. Now, once again, if they don't get a first down here, that clock's going to continue to run. So I don't know what kind of hurry-up offense they have. You know, it isn't like they – it isn't like they're the kind of team that you know throws the ball out of bounds, throws an incomplete pass uh, very often. You know, it's full, been fullback and quarterback. We'll see if maybe they try to do something wide to get out of bounds if they don't get that first down. Kate Elwood in that wing tee sends Grutzman in motion. He wants to keep it. He slips in the backfield, still gains his feet, gets inside the 10, close to the 5, and may have enough for first down to stop the clock. The clock is continuing to run. It looks like he's short of the yardage. Now they stop the clock. And I think it's because of a timeout. They rush out to call the timeout. Elwood looked like he was going to slip down to his knee without being touched in the backfield. And he regained, and that's what kind of hurt you there. It took him a while to get going, and there was still no Bearcat there to fill the alley. And that's a gain of nine. Elwood close to going over 100 yards here in the first half. And that'll be the final timeout for Millard North. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank could do for you 23 seconds to go. It is third down and one at the five. They marked him just short. And that's why they burned the timeout. Yep, and this is, this is interesting because, remember, they don't have any timeouts left. They've used them all now. So with 23 seconds left, they're going to run a play. If they, don't, if they get the first down, the officials will stop the clock just long enough to set it, right? But if they don't get the first down, that clock's going to continue to run. They don't have a way to, to uh, stop the clock except to spike it again. They're going to uh, run. They're going to run quarterback sneak, get yep. the first down, spike it, and then have two plays to get into the end zone. Because I think you're probably they right. haven't been five, stopped on it yet. Well, and, and if you look at the way the first half has gone, their ability to get five yards on the fullback or quarterback keep has been pretty successful. And even if they don't get it on this play, you could line up quick enough to sneak it again. So here we go, third and one at the five. Millard North trying for a big touchdown before halftime. Long count. Tried to draw Carney off. Didn't work. Elwood resets, comes under his center, takes it, comes forward, has the first down. It'll be first down and goal. The far side has him inside the four, and over here they've got him yep. inside the three. And it's a ni- and then there's 19 seconds left. The clock has stopped because they're going to move the, move the chains. Now it's rolling with 18, 17, 16. They'll hurry up and get set. And they will spike it. That time Elwood actually took a couple of steps back and then spiked it instead of going straight to the ground. But there's 12 seconds, so you've got time for two plays, second down and goal at the four, depending on what you do on the first play. And let's see uh, if they just man up and run the football here and uh, take their chances. Well, the first thing Carney has to do is keep them from getting three yards. They need three yards for the touchdown. But it could get interesting if they don't get that three yards with only 12 seconds left. And now Carney is going to use a timeout. They had two remaining, so... They saw what Millard North came out in, which wasn't much different. And Carney will take the timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Second and goal, Millard North at the Bearcat 3. 12 seconds to go first half. Millard North 13, 
Carney 7. We'll be right back. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Huge play in the game coming up right here on the Sarah Care Special Moment. Second and goal at the three for Millard North. Out of timeouts and 12 seconds to go. Stay in that wing tee with Mick, the fullback. Kate Elwood comes under his big center, calls the cadence, sends wide in motion. He wants to roll left and throw it into the end zone. Wide open and complete for the touchdown to Matt Getzman. So they ran a pass play knowing that they didn't have a timeout and Carney wasn't able to keep up with Getzman, and that'll make it 19-7. to If that's anybody besides Millard North, that's not a surprise, but it's Millard North, and so that is a little bit of a surprise to want to play action pass there, but he was obviously wide open. There really wasn't much Carney could do. They had to kind of sell out to stop that, uh, again, the fullback dive and uh, just a little play action pass to on a little flag pattern. Thomas Capcho to try the extra point, fires it up towards the left upright, and it is good. So scoring on the last play of the first quarter and the next to last play of the second quarter and really taking advantage of Carney's turnover uh, as Carney fumbled a snap on third down and long after a 47-yard run had gotten them inside the 30 of Millard North and they turn it around and uh, move it 60 yards here in just a little over two minutes. And our five points bank touchdown, a three-yard touchdown pass from Cade Elwood to Matt Getzman, 20-7 to Millard North. We'll kick it off after this. Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years. Looks like Urbanic and Arandondo are back deep this time. And it's going to be a squib kick. Carney picks it up at the 25, comes ahead to the 30. Big hit. The ball comes loose. Millard North has it. Oh, the home clock guy didn't let the time run out. (laughs) The home clock guy didn't let the time run out. Somebody run down and talk to him. They're going to. I didn't even see who they pointed to. Is is that going to be Carney's ball or did Millard North recover? They are discussing it right now. And they're going to give it to Carney. So a break. For the Bearcats, boy, they stood up and pounded the up man that time. And uh, that's a lot of pounding there on that squib kick. Carney High will come out here to possibly kneel. Carney actually thought it was Millard North's football. Yeah. <laughs> they've got their, they've got uh, Koski back there as a safety. Bearcats don't have the right personnel out there, which in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter. Uh, you can call a timeout if you want to. And if you take a five-yard penalty, you're still going to kneel on it. Yep. One second to go here and a 20-7 to lead for Millard North. But at least it wasn't popped out with a scoop and score. Mm-hmm. And they will line up in the victory formation. But Carney is going to have a lot of work to do as they take the snap and kneel the ball. It started off on an extremely big positive note as Trey Gruby returned the opening kickoff 95 yards for a Carney Bearcat touchdown. And the Bearcats had one play the rest of the half 
over 10 yards and then lost play, lost yardage the next play and fumbled it the next play, leading to the second Millard North touchdown of the second quarter. We are at halftime. The Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report is coming up. We'll look at the first half stats. We are scheduled to talk with Stu Pospisil of the Omaha World Herald and give you some score updates. It's Millard North 20, Kearney 7 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Kearney Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back to Foster Field here in Kearney at the University of Nebraska at Kearney, a perfect night for football. And it's the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. We have been informed, by the way, that the Nebraska football game tomorrow has been pushed back 30 uh, minutes. They'll kick off at 3.02 instead of 2.32 uh, tomorrow, uh, uh, apparently for television uh, rights tomorrow, uh, they have a game on the East Coast uh, because of the weather that's pushed back, so they're pushing it back. And, uh, Monty, I guess that's an extra half hour of tailgating for the fans. That's what I like about you, Doug. You always look at the positive. You know, glass is half full. You know, I have some people in my life that chew my butt for wearing red all the time, and I come tonight and I'm wearing blue, and what are they wearing? Red. PA man Brandon Bennis took <laughs> took 30 seconds of uh, being quiet here at the Bearcat Stadium, UNK's Foster Field, so that people could uh, clear their clear their thoughts. But um, we're not going to talk to him anymore. Let's take a look at some. <laughs> let's take a look at some uh, first half scores from around the uh, listening area in Class A. Grand Island's all over Millard South, 34-0. Maybe you know more about this than I do, Monty, but you're so used to all the Millard schools being good, and Mm -hmm. uh, that's not the case this year. No, that isn't. And Millard South, and I don't know the real story about, you know, if they're just young or or what, but, uh, you know, Millard West is pretty good, as we're seeing here. Millard North is pretty good. Millard South is is struggling a little bit this year. Um, I will say this. I think the four top teams in the state, the Omaha North, the Millard West, the Bellevue West, uh, and the Millard, what, Millard North, Bellevue West, help me out. There's one more. <laughs> no, you, hung, you, you hung yourself. Yeah, man. You, weren't, you weren't even listening to me. There's four teams at the top that I think there's some distance between them because obviously you can see Carney's played really hard and they've had a couple of good plays, but you talk about a physical domination right now. It has absolutely been men against boys and it isn't like they're giving up big huge chunks of yardage but it just seems like Miller North can get five yards whenever they want I did watch the Omaha North Miller North game first game of the year and you talk about a physical football team that's Omaha North 
Millard North couldn't run the ball inside against Omaha North. They wanted to get the ball outside against Omaha North. So that's an interesting situation where you have, you know, Omaha football right now, there's, there's a few of those teams that are just, just a little bit better than the outstate, in my opinion. Well, let's continue to look at our PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. As Grand Island leads Millard South 34-0, and here it's Millard North over Kearney at the half, 20-7. In Class B at the half, Northwest and Holdridge tied at 14. Hastings leads Alliance by a score of 21 to nothing. In the second quarter, Crete 22, Aurora 12, and Lexington leading Gehring 10-6. In Class C1, Kearney Catholic started earlier tonight, and uh, they rolled Mitchell. They were up 35-7 at the half and won at 49-14 to go to 5-1 on the season. They'll play Minden next week. It is Grand Island Central Catholic 13, Adams Central 3 at the half. Broken Bow was trailing Gothenburg early by a score of 13-7. In Class C2, they are at halftime, and it is Donovan Trumbull and Hastings St. Cecilia scoreless at halftime. Uh, there is a lot of thought that the winner of that wins the district, and the loser may not make the playoffs. Uh, elsewhere at the half, Sutton's in a tangle with Cross County. Sutton leads at 14-12. to Gibbon jumped out 14-0 over Sandy Creek, looking for their first win. Central City jumped out on Twin River 14-0. Looking for score updates from the Centura-Arcadia Loop City game, Southern Valley Wood River, and St. Paul Centennial. Our five points, or our uh, Platte River Prep scoreboard number, 308-646-0506. In D1 this afternoon, Bertrand beat Overton 36-18. In the second quarter, Alma leads Cambridge 30-8. Elm Creek uh, is on top of Amherst by a score of 32-7. Also in the class D1, it is Ravenna trailing South Loop in the second quarter, 15-7. to Elm Creek really looking like a, a good football team from our area. Also looking for score updates on Kennesaw Franklin. And in class D2, it was at the half in a, a dandy of a ball game, Lawrence Nelson and Blue Hill, 14-14 as they set at halftime. That was Bob Jensen's preseason game of the year. Exeter Milligan leads Weeping Water at the half, 34-0. In the second quarter, Rossiola leads Fullerton, 36-0. Ansley Litchfield over Central Valley, 24-14. Brooding Davenport Shickley over Sterling, 28-0. And Loomis over Arapahoe, 20-6. The Shelton-Axtell game was canceled due to sickness at Axtell. And last night, Eustace Farnham over Hitchcock County, 80-16. to Also looking for an update on Pleasanton and Twin Loop. In six-man today, Harvard beat Elwood 52-19. to At the half, Wilcox Hildreth 13, McPherson County 7, and Deschler all over Red Cloud in the first half, 38 to nothing. Again, here it's Millard North 20, Kearney High 7. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Five Points Bank. 
We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring, being involved in the community, and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. And welcome back to Foster Field. Let's take a look now at some of the first-half stats. And for Carney High, here's what I got. Nate Berg, three carries, eight yards. Noah Urbanik, who's still banged up, has not touched the football. Cannon Coster has been uh, knocked down twice, sacked twice. There was a fumble snap. Uh, he had a 40, keep this in mind, he had a 47-yard run. I've got him for six touches, 17 yards in the football game, and then there was the team fumble when Koski came in and they snapped it low to him for a loss of four. So 10 rushes, 21 yards for Carney High. Koster is 0 of 5 through the air, so I've got Carney for just 21 total yards, three first downs, one on the 47-yard run, two on penalties. Their score coming on the 95-yard Trey Gruby run. Uh, they have three punts for a total of 42 yards average, the one turnover, two penalties for 10 yards. Let's give you a quick run for Millard North, and then we'll talk to uh, Stu Pospisil. Unofficially here, it is 15, or excuse me, 12 carries for 72 yards for Noah Misik. Andrew Wine, two car- three carries for 54 yards and a touchdown. Matt Getzman, two carries for 10 yards. And Cade Elwood, one fumble lost and one touchdown. And I have him for 14 carries for 98 yards. And through the air, he is 3 of 3 for 20 yards and a touchdown. So a lot more plays run here. It looks like 31 on the ground for uh, Millard North. And uh, they are well over 100. That's 170, 180, 234 yards on the ground, 20 in the air, 254, 11 first downs for Millard North, 21 three first downs for Carney. The Mustangs have punted it once for 37 yards. They had the one fumble and four penalties for 30 yards. At the half, Miller North leads it 20-7, to seven, and uh, we are graced again by the presence of Stuart Pospisil. Stu, how was your afternoon game? Um, St. Edward, 47-19. So, actually, it was defense for her first half. Well, uh, uh, let's take a look at uh, what you wanted to look at. Uh, the top four teams in A, and everybody below them, and we kind of have thought, and it's been talked about, that that is where maybe the separation is. Kearney would be the first team of the next bunch, and it started well for the Bearcats, but they sure haven't been able to get anything going. That line has been maybe more of a mismatch than we anticipated. On both sides of the ball. it uh, I mean, Mellor is almost playing rugby out there. They, they are just absolutely scrumming. Uh, at least half the time with either Elwood and that big front line or Mick or whoever's back there. And then, then you start bunching up a little bit more and a little bit more, and then they pop something outside. And You know, Carney may have gotten a false sense playing, not seeing a Metro team until week six. So let's, with a half to go, Creighton Prep, Papio still on their schedule. What can and we, the Bonnies. What, what, yeah. <laughs> What can we what can we expect to give us already an outlook of what those two teams provide and how different they would be from what Miller North does? Most teams different from what Miller well, North does. Well, Papio and Prep the next two weeks are going to throw the ball around the lot. Uh, I saw Prep last night beat Papio South, which 
played Papio. Well, Papio played them to overtime. Papio South thirty-one twenty-eight. Prep went thirty to seven. AJ Hubner, first-year quarterback as a senior, found four different receivers. Threw for two forty-four, I think, last night. Very yeah, leads class A in in passing. Um, you know, he's on kind of the short list for all state honors because there there was such a void after Kowalski left Bellevue West and a lot of people just didn't have incoming quarterbacks. So he's looked real good. He's a reason prep is now four and two and, um, you know, probably should be five and two when, when the Bearcats meet him. What would happen if Miller North still had Dylan Price and Aaron Gertis in the lineup? Would it be Did much you... different or do they have what they need? Oh, I, you're missing Price also on defense. Mm-hmm. You, so you lose him as a defensive back. Plus, he was in contention to be the starting quarterback this year too. They they kept him out wide, and you know he's done for the year unfortunately. And and Gertis, it would be more for teams to have to defend, but you know they've still got a lot. Andrew Wine is just a touchdown maker, had 19 last year, and you know he's gained a bunch more this year. And you know I just Miller North is just that good. Can any so if we're going to draw lines and say. It's Carney and a few others that are going to try and get one of them maybe into the semifinals. Can anybody of the other three beat Omaha North? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think you want to stay away. You want to be the two seed, the three seed, the six seed, the seventh seed. You don't want to be on North side because you're going to have your season and short of Memorial Stadium unless things change. And, you know, you could have a – if they're, if North's quarterback Justin Jackson-Williams goes down, their backup – has gained some experience with these blowout games, but Justin is a very competent but not exceptional quarterback. He he's very functional. He's not going to make mistakes, and if he makes mistakes, then that puts him into to more precarious situations. All they have to do is hand it to the running back, and there's four or five of them. You've got an f- offensive line that's very good, but then again, not very deep. So it's like Nebraska. You've got Kate Conrad playing three positions tomorrow, possibly. So, out of 17 scholarship recruits, now think of that. Well, we'll uh, see. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's our that's our Saturday day. Uh, Twenty to seven, Millard North leading Carney. Doug Dudamani, Kratzenstein, and Stu Pospisil uh, joining us here at halftime. Stu, I had this inkling at the beginning of the year, and really, uh, the the rankings uh, kind of indicated this that there are not a lot of teams that are in about a 60-mile radius of Kearney that are expected to go deep into the playoffs, even even when we get down to some of the eight-man. And uh, Sutton is one of those teams that might be able to do some things. Donovan Hastings, St. Cecilia winner, but maybe uh, that's scoreless at the half. So really? we'll see how that okay. plays out. Stu, is there a team west of York, not counting McCook, uh, not counting the Panhandle? Give me about North Platte to York that has Sand a chance Hills to do anything. And south. Is there, a, is there a team there I should be fired up about? You know, Elm Creek's playing really good, but that's, again, D1. Well, how about the Stars? Seen. Well, they win today, uh, and, and they will be the favorite the rest of the way. 8-1. and one. Uh, Gothenburg, I would assume, and undefeated will undefeated in a state. Test. I mean, they, they played a very good team down in Garden Plain and, and you know, got uh, what shut out second half, yeah. right? They led at half or close. They, yeah, they were up 20-14, to 14 and their second half looked a little bit like the second uh-huh. quarter here. They never had the ball. Okay, uh, They turned it over once, and then the second turnover was when they had to. I, I, say, I say the Stars are probably the best threat around here to, 
to make some playoff noise. Why do you think that is? I don't know. They've been so good for so long. We've been so fortunate to have uh, teams from, and I could, you know, we can rattle them out. Of course, maybe it's just that time. There, there are times here, and we are seeing some of the teams that haven't won games for a long time. They're not just winning one. They're winning. They started Brandon. off a lot of three and ones. Mm-hmm. They may not go deep, but they're turning zero and zero and nine and one and eight seasons around. And to do that, some of the top teams have to come back. Right. Well, and I think the NSAA schedulers this year we're more cognizant of trying to help some of these teams. But when you help some, you also give that upper echelon harder games. You know, Pierce at 0-5, hmm. you know, they've, they've played just a meat grinder schedule. They're not going to go to the playoffs. Now, you know, they're going to be saying, well, is that really fair that we have, you know, no, no chance. But anytime you, you kind of separate a group, you've got to always have a top, and you always have to have a bottom. That's why... I think with the Super Conference thought in, in major college football, people are going to be really disappointed if it ever comes to that because you're going to have a top and you're going to have a bottom. And those teams that have been able to feast on the others and you know get six, seven wins and go to a bowl, that's not going to happen. They're going to be three and nine. Stu, it's so great to have you in our fine city twice. In, in one, one week. week, it is. Cross great. country on Monday, football today, and uh, we'll see The you. fast food restaurants love me. <laughs> Thanks for giving us some time here at You're the You're welcome. Stu Pospisil, Omaha World Herald Prep Sports Editor. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Millard North 20, Carney 7, the second half next. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Tonight's field conditions are brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealers. Where can growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre? It's easy. Pioneer.com and MobilePioneer.com on your smartphone. The great seeds and success for a better yield start with Pioneer and Impact Ag Partners. Well, of course, when you're playing at Foster Field, it's perfect. As we've got the turf field, a little wind blowing hardly at all. It's died down since the start of the football game, but... That will become more important as the season moves along, Bonnie. Beautiful night for football right here. Let's see if uh, Carney can get a stop here against Miller North. Miller North getting the ball first, and we'll see if uh, we can, they can slow down their rushing attack a little bit. Paloma to blast it away, and it will be returnable. Taken at the two and then dropped. Picked up at the five-yard line, wind to the 10. He's going to be hit at the 15, gets forward to the 17-yard line. First man there is Thad Huber, and that's where Miller North We'll take over. It's not their worst starting field position. They started at their own 15, 
and drove 85 yards for their second touchdown. The scoring summary, the 95-yard kickoff return to start the game by Trey Gruby. A five-yard run by Cade Elwood on the final play of the first quarter. They missed the extra point. And then a 33-yard run by Wine to complete that 85-yard drive and a three-yard pass from Elwood to Getzman with six seconds to go before half. First and ten here now at their own 18-yard line. And they'll hand it to the big fella again. Wine up the middle, and he's finally knocked off his feet by Trey Clevenger, but another first down, and that is not a good indication there for the Bearcats because the very first play, you are probably got something schemed up there, and it's nothing special. It's wine up the middle for 11. Yeah, and the Bearcats stayed in their base 4-4 look. You know, there's really, because of the formation and the motions that Miller North runs, they're, it's, it, they limit what you can do as far as adjustments, as far as slants, as far as crowding the line. First down and 10. Carney fans trying to make a little noise out there. Bearcats will watch Getzman set in motion, and go. he's going to be hitting the backfield and dropped. Getting the tackle is Zach King. The first man that made him change directions was Rudy Stouffer, and that may be only the second time that the Mustangs have went the wrong way, a loss of three. Yeah, and that's the first time we've really called Rudy's name. Rudy, uh, you know, a potential All-State player for Carney who's had his hands full on the inside. Uh, he got some penetration there. He turned uh, the running back inside. And so now, again, we're behind the sticks. If you're Miller North, Carney has a chance here. We'll see if they just hand it off or if they try to uh, throw one to the outside. Second and 13 at their own 26. Wine in motion. And they'll hand it off to the fullback. Bounces, bounces, five, six yards. Man, they had him stood up in the backfield. And Wine gets across the 30 out to the 33-yard line. And that is a gain of seven. Yeah, and that, again, that's just a fullback fullback dive. Miller North is not really going to change a whole lot of what they do. Um, I'm interested to see, again, what Carney does if they can do anything other than get a, to get out of their base defense. I really don't see it, um, but we'll see if they try to slant. Maybe they stunt. Those linebackers the last play kind of faked a stunt. They stayed in their base, but they faked a stunt. So we'll like, see here. It looked like Harrington won the battle with his man that time, but nobody else was there to make the tackle. Third down, seven at their own 33. Wine in motion. The ball's fumbled as they hand it off to Mick. It's still on the ground. Carney's got it. Carney's got it at the 28-yard line. Their 20th forced turnover of the year. There's the break that Carney uh, was looking for first series of the second half. I believe it's Stouffer. They're still tangled up on the bottom of the pile. And they won't. They've already signaled that it is Carney ball. Let me double-check. I think it's Stouffer that got off the bottom of the pile there for Carney High. Yep, and that was just a, that was just really a mishandled ball. It was kind of, a, kind of a dive sort of a play. It didn't look like it came off clean. There was a little bit of Carney penetration on the inside track there, and uh, that's a big play for Carney. We'll see if they can uh, create something here on sudden change. Well, the ball is at the 29-yard line. They're going to have to if they want a chance in this game. Coster on the option, pitches it out here to Berg, and there is nowhere to go. He loses yards, and he's going to be hit first by Brady Dobler at the 31-yard line, a loss of two. And there is just nothing there. Uh, they, Cannon took one step to his left, optioned the guy, made the pitch. That was the same play, by the way, that Cannon had the uh, 40-some yard run in the first half where he cut it back. Nothing out there. Three defenders out there, loss of one. So it'll be second down and 12 with their own 31. They're going to go trips to the right. Coster, three-step drop, swings it out here to Berg, and it is incomplete. They're going to call it forward. It was very close, and Berg would have just been dropped anyway. Uh, That's good coverage out there in the flat. 
remember what I said before the game starts. Miller North is 99% of the time in man-to-man coverage on the outside. Linebackers are man-to-man coverage right there. They tried to run the receivers deep and throw a little swing pass out there. That linebacker just mirrored Berg out in the flat. Uh, he didn't catch the ball, but it, as you said, if he would have caught it, probably would have been dropped for a loss. Third down, 11. Carney's still looking for their first completion. Third down at the 31 of Miller North, trying to take advantage of the fumble. Back to pass, looking to throw it to the end zone. It is underthrown and some contact, but no flag, trying to get it to Brant Barth. Just kind of floated up there. Barth slowed down so that it didn't appear, but it was just a tad bit underthrown down there with the defensive back, Jarrett Whitholm, on the coverage and the safety check. Begley coming over to help, and it looks like they may attempt a field goal here of 40. some 48 yards, or excuse me, um, yeah, 48 yards. Yeah, we'll see if uh, their kicker has enough enough leg. Uh, he hasn't shown it yet this year, but you never know. Paloma to kick. Koski to hold. It's down. Leo boots it. It's a low-line drive, and it will be short right. No good. And it still would have been a two-score game, even if Carney uh, converts that. But they take a shot. The field goal is no good. 9-11 to go here in the third quarter. Miller North 20, Carney 7. We'll be right back. Students are back in school and our local teams are back on the field. You'll see our employees at the games volunteering and cheering on our area teams. We encourage you to show your school spirit and come out and join the community at football tailgates. To view a list of the Nebraska Land National Bank sponsored tailgates, watch our Facebook page or visit our event calendar at NebraskaLandBank.com. Here's to a great school year and a great football season. Nebraska Land National Bank. Member FDIC. Let's get back to high school football here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. On first down and 10, they'll hand it off to the fullback, Noah Mick again. Again, he has stumbled in the backfield but finds a little crease and comes forward for six yards. At least it's being touched in the backfield once, but there's just one Kearney guy, three guys blocking him, and Mick just has to change directions. Yeah, and, and, and if you see on the outside, those outside linebackers still have to maintain their discipline and stay outside. I know Noah Bonnick there was tangled up with number 11, uh, Jer- Andrew Wine, two pretty good athletes tangled up there on the outside, kind of doing a little hand-to-hand combat. Second at about four, they give it to him again, fake the counter, he'll go off the left side over the 30 to the 32, and that's a first down, a gain of five. Mick now 101 yards. On 16 carries, the quarterback, Elwood, 98 yards on 14 carries. And Wines only touched it three times, but 54 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Atchison on the uh, tackle there from the uh, left defensive end position, he, uh, he hit him kind of from the side going forward, so some yardage made, but a solo tackle there by Atchison. Getzman, the left halfback, and the right wing back is Andrew Wine. In the three-point stance this time, the fullback. Quarterback Elwood will keep it. Hole off the right side, 40. Slips a tackle to the 43-yard line. Gruby tried to wrap him up around the waist, but couldn't. And another first down here and a man down in the middle of that pile. This time it looks like Miller North has a guy down. They'll mark it at the 43, and that is enough for a 10-yard gain. And now Elwood has went over 100 yards and unofficially the 14th first down. Someone of the linemen in the interior there can't quite pick up the number. Uh, holding his right leg, it looks like. Our, t- our uh, injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. 8.04 to go here in the third quarter, 20-7 to Millard North. 
Rudy Stouffer and that offensive lineman were tangled up a little bit, about 15 yards from the ball. I know Fred Patino is not real happy about something. Of course, Fred oftentimes is not happy about something, but I see him yelling a little bit. He must thought there must have been a little bit of extracurriculars there. Uh, Rudy came out on top on that one. Uh, again, 15 yards away from the ball, though. You don't want to be messing with an offensive player that far away. Cody Ritterbush is the man that is down here for Millard North, and while they attend to him, we'll take a timeout. We'll be right back to Foster Field. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Well, it doesn't look good here for the center, Cody Ritterbush of Miller North. Coach Patino yelled over to a couple of his other big fellas at 300 pounds like Ethan Cromer to come over and help. Uh, as, not, not putting a lot of weight on it. It's no, going he is real ginger. And I don't know exactly what happened because it was so far away from the ball, but I'll tell you what, Fred Patino is not happy about something. He's, he's went to about three different officials. Maybe he saw something that certainly I didn't see. But uh, we're going to see if that makes a difference. Ritterbush is the uh, big 300-pound center. They've been running behind him with the fullback and with the quarterback all night long. We'll see if that makes a little bit difference in their ability to run inside or maybe even get the snap. The new center is Mason Bogouts, who was going to move over from tackle. And we'll find out who the replacement is as Wine is in motion. They hand it off to the fullback. Mick gets over the 45, just keeps on punishing Bearcats to midfield. A gain of seven more. Yeah, fullback dive right up the middle. Uh, well, to the left-hand side of the line. You know, the other thing is, looks like there's another Miller North. Looks like offensive lineman down. Oh, that is not good, not good, not good. That's Justin Pedersen. Back-to-back plays where you've got big linemen down for Millard North. And another injury brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Doug Gudamani Kratzenstein with you here at Foster Field with a score 20-7. to And this is another reason that you just don't get crazy when you're uh, Millard North coming at half. You don't want things like this happen. Just go out, do your thing, let the clock run, eventually score the touchdown, get on the bus, and get home. But now, potentially two major injuries to starting offensive linemen. And they try to set up the big fella. And it's unfortunate. The, uh, you know, it isn't like they're, they're, they're doing anything different. They have been. They've been running dive, been running quarterback keep. They've been doing all the things they have been the first half. But you hate to see those big old linemen with lower leg injuries, whether it be sprained ankles or knees or, or whatever. Uh, you hate to see that from Miller North. Now, if you're from Carney's standpoint, you've got second down and three. You've got two of starting offensive linemen out. Not that, that's a, you know, not that we're cheering for that or hoping for that or anything, but see if they can take advantage of it a little bit with uh, maybe a JV line coming in the game. So Kate Elwood now, quarterback on second and three. They'll send wide in motion, pitch it to him around the left side. Good block on the outside by Getzman. Here's a penalty flag as he gets inside the 40 to the 35. The flag's not on Getzman. He goes into the 20, and now we got another flag, possibly a late hit. Yeah, I didn't see the initial flag at all. There's just a toss sweep. It did look like one of the uh, Carney players kind of cut 
the uh, lead blocker uh, a little bit. He took his shoe off, actually. He was laying, laying there on the ground with his shoe off. I didn't see the second penalty. You saw, thought there second might be. Second penalty a- came after the play. Got it. Holding on the offense. And then a dead ball personal foul late hit on yeah. the offense. So you mark off the hold. But, again, now, folks, the holding was downfield. Uh, they got the first down. The flag is setting at the 38-yard line. So you'll mark it off from there at the 48, but then you got 15 more. So it'll still be a long way to go, but not as much as usually you see that holding around the original line of scrimmage. So they do get eight yards on the carry there for Wine, and that'll wipe out the first down, and they'll be all the way back in their own territory. Bearcat defense here, giving up chunks of, a little bit uh, chunks of yardage here. Same basic plays, just getting wore down. You know, the physicalness of the Miller North offensive line uh, is, is is very obvious. Second down, what do we got? Second down, 16. 16. Yep. Ball ball right about the uh, 37-yard line of Miller North. Your score, Carney High getting the opening kickoff into the end zone, but little else, Miller North 20, Bearcats 7. Miller North down second and 16 at their own 37-yard line. Haven't varied from this wing tee very often. Wine in a little stutter motion. They'll hand it to Mick. Up the middle he goes, tripped up as he gets to the 45-yard line, and it'll be third down and eight. Yep, little trap inside. Once again, just just uh, pounding away that middle a little bit. Now you have a chance. Uh, you're probably going to force him to throw the ball possibly here. No. I mean, it, Monty, it looked like he didn't hardly do anything, and he got seven. Yeah. I mean, that's, what ha- that's what's happening right now for the Miller North offense. It didn't look like much. Seven yards to get it to third and nine, wide in motion. Pitch play left side again, the same one they had the hold on, and he is going to be horse collar, not horse collar, but uh, tackled around the shoulders as he gets to midfield, and they will be short. There's a penalty. And now a penalty flag is thrown way off the field, right around Coach Petito, but it wasn't on him. There was a scrum behind him. I saw some Carney players kind of pulling one of their own, kind of away from the bench a little bit. Uh, looks like there's some emotions out here uh, in, this, in this second half, Doug. Dead ball. Looks like there's another personal foul for Millard North. They are, well, they're probably not happy that two of their linemen just got hurt. Well, the first one, maybe something dirty, they thought. The second one, that didn't look like uh, from the emotion standpoint. I don't know if either one of them was, uh, but Coach Petito, as you said, was upset after the first one. And now just the second punt of the ball game for Millard North as they face a fourth and 17. Well, all I do know is that the uh, two personal foul penalties just cost your team 30 yards, and you were driving, and now you're going to give the ball back to Carney. Uh, Carney is uh, hopefully taking advantage of this opportunity. Weimers to punt. Here comes a little rush up the middle. Low line drive punt. Didn't get much on it. Carney's got to be careful. It doesn't hit one of their guys. It just rolls, rolls, rolls. Millard North runs over some guys and nails it at the 20, maybe the 21-yard line. That's going to be a 45-yard punt with a lot of roll. And the Bearcats will take over first and ten. The Miller North bench seems to think that hit the hand of the returner. They're they're calling for a penalty or not penalty. They're calling for a, a fumble, but uh, to no avail. And it was a dangerous one because they were trying to get out of the way, and the Miller North guys were coming right over to just run them over and try to go get the football. Twenty to seven, Miller North. Six ten to go here. 
Carney has had a couple opportunities. Uh, they just haven't done anything offensively. They had the one big run, went backwards and fumbled it, got the fumble recovery here in the quarter, didn't gain any yards, missed a 48-yard field goal. So they'll take over first and 10. They'll call it the 21-yard line. Coster still looking for his first completed ball. Behind him in the backfield will be Nate Berg. Twins right, one-on-one out here, far left. They'll hand it to Berg, slips across the 20 and gets two. Inside dive play, just kind of an inside zone play. They motioned and uh, reset Berg into the, like I said, a pistol formation. Just looking for a little bit of positive yardage here. Try to create some foundation to run some other plays off of that same action. At what point does Coster just start chucking it down the field? I mean, <laughs> even though they haven't completed a ball. Well, they got a pass interference penalty over on one side, and they had a ball that could have been caught over on the left side. So, you know, that, you know, that might be a possibility here at some point. And they will hand it off to Berg. Got a little bit of a sweep. He's got some room. Gets to the outside 25, cuts back 30, has the first down, and wrestled forward to about the 36-yard line. The second biggest play of the night for Carney. That's a 15-yard run for Berg. And the first first down for the second half here for the Bearcats. Well-blocked play by the Carney line. They uh, the outside zone play got around the end. Kind of almost felt was looked like he was surprised he had that much room. <laughs> he got out in the open there, covered the ball up with two hands, kind of made a little cut back. But that's a nice gain. That's a nice first down. Carney really needed that at this, at this point. Look, look at this formation. We've got an unbalanced line here. Moving to the right side is Brock Barlett, and we've got a penalty flag. Coach Petito was in the air of the official over there. It's a five-yard motion penalty on Carney. They've had three motion penalties, one in each quarter. I want to remind you that we will see the Carney Bearcat volleyball team Tuesday night in the new gymnasium as they take on Aurora. Varsity action at around 7 o'clock. So we'll see Coach Day and the gals uh, who've been hanging around 500 to take on Aurora on Tuesday night. I. I don't have any color experience for volleyball, just, <laughs> just, just in case. So if I get that text, I'm probably not going to respond to you. And good luck to the Bearcats softball team, the top seed in the GNAC tournament tomorrow in McCook. The girls played golf today out in Scotts Bluff. 4.45 to go here in the third quarter, 20-7, Miller North. Coster, three-step drop, mm-hmm. under some pressure, rolls right, tries to dump it. It's tipped and picked off by Begley. Intended for Brett Obermiller. It went off of his hands. Good backside pressure by Miller North. Gil Riach, he forced him to throw that ball and the second turnover for Carney. So this is the way it's been tonight, Monty. A little something positive immediately followed by a loss of down or a loss of yardage or a couple of turnovers have happened. Well, you mentioned his name. Rock came came in there kind of on inside slant, didn't get touched. Cannon was just uh, running for his life, threw it, went off the hands. Begley playing that deep safety like he does with a little tip drill. Now it's going to be first down 10, the 40-yard line in Bearcat territory for the Mustangs. So here they go, already up 20-7. to 7. It's the mix show, up the middle to the 35, and he may get the th- and another penalty flag, and now Miller North clapping. So this one might be coming on Carney after back-to-back penalties against Miller North. Five yards for Mick. Have I mentioned it's a little chippy in the second half? Yeah. It's a, it's it's just a little little bit of a little extra stuff away from the ball. Looks to me like it's more of a face. They call it they call the face mask. Uh, looks like it's going to go fifteen more for the Mustangs. That'll be the first major penalty of the football game for Carney High on the fifteen yard face mask. Grand Island thirty four, Millard South nothing in the third quarter in Class B. Northwest twenty three, Holdridge fourteen in the third. Hastings twenty eight, Alliance nothing in the fourth. Aurora. 
Now down two, 22 to 20. Crete with the lead in the third. Lexington 37, carrying six in the third. And York's out at Sydney. That's 7 7 in the second quarter. Central Catholic leads Adams Central 13 to 3 in the third. First and 10, Mustangs at the Bearcat 20 yard line, leading it 20 to 7. Elwood just going to wheel it himself to the right side, gets to the 15, cuts back in the middle of the 10. Now he's backpedaling inside the five before he is brought down. First and goal. Kane Elwood got it all the way down to the three, a 17-yard run. There's your quarterback keeper right off tackle, just reverse pivots, follows his fullback, didn't get touched for the first probably seven, eight yards. Made a nice little cut back to the left into some traffic and then just kept his legs churning. And a uh, nice gain of seven yards here. Or no, how much did he 17 gain? 17 20 yards. down to the three. First yeah. and goal at the three for all the – pounding Mick has. He doesn't have a touchdown yet. Wine has one. Elwood has ran one, and he's thrown one. So probably about time to get Mick into the end zone if you're thinking Millard Northwise. First and goal at the three, and they will hand it to him. He'll blast off left side and get in there for a Millard North touchdown. Again, they got him around the legs, but he just kept churning those big thighs and broke the two tackles to get in. A three-yard touchdown run for Noah Mick, and that is his eighth carry of the quarter. Well, you have a turnover, and then you have a 15-yard penalty, so they give them the short field, and they just keep doing what they do, pound and fullback, pound and quarterback keep, and uh, now you're in some, some pretty difficult situation. With, with the extra point, it'll be 27-7, to seven, three minutes and 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Snap good, placement good, kicked about 60 yards. The important thing is it went through the yellow post, 3.30 to go here in the third quarter of play. Millard North after giving up the opening touchdown, has scored 27 in a row. The Mustangs 27, Carney 7, our five points bank touchdown, a three-yard run from fullback Noah Mick. I can't get this darn radio to tune into the game. You know, Dad, you can just listen to the game on the computer at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Yeah, and I'm sure they want my credit card to pay per minute for something I could get for free if I could just get this radio to work. Actually, thanks to Barney Insurance, they stream free online. You can even download a podcast shortly after the game wraps up. Oh, sounds easy enough. What was the web address again? PlatteRiverPreps.com don't forget, UNK is on Foster Field tomorrow night. Of course, the Loper Volleyball team's been pounded over here against Lindenwood. Football tomorrow against Missouri Southern. Both teams 0-4. Kickoff is set for 2 o'clock tomorrow. And again, a, a note, Nebraska football pushed back to a 3:02 kickoff tomorrow uh, for television purposes is what we understand. And Miller North lines up and apparently... Well, they wanted to do something different, and there's going to be a delay, a game penalty. I think they moved everybody from the right to the left, and everybody from the left to the right. I, I don't really, I don't really know what they're doing. It looked like a, you know. A, well, kind of a, what happened was Chinese Gruby, Gruby moved oh. for Carney. He's been on the one side of the formation, so Miller North wants to kick it to one side of the field. So they want the one, they want that certain personnel over there. Interesting. And they'll back him up five yards, and you know, in the grand scheme of things probably sacrifice the five yards to make sure that they don't return another one on you. So should Groovy switch spots again? <laughs> Groovy <laughs> and Aaron Dondo are back there to return it. Trey had the 95-yard kickoff return to begin the football game, and that has been the highlight for the Bearcats, who are going to fall for the first time this year. And Groovy's going to get this opportunity. Dropped it. The ball's on the turf. Bouncing around. Groovy slides on top of it at the 11. It looks like maybe he'll get it. 
but he dropped it, then tried to pick it up, and when you go the second time, that's when the defense has gotten there, and it'll be first down and 10, Carney High deep in Bearcat territory as they trail 27-7. to Some other scores, it is Gothenburg leading Broken Bow. Gothenburg, Monty, 30-6 to in the third quarter. That's a big-time rivalry. Gothenburg, Broken Bow? No. Sure, sure. <laughs> if you say so. Carney Catholic beat Mitchell. 49-14 to a 14 tonight. Looking for an update on Ord and Boone Central. Next week, Gothenburg has Cozad. Now there, wow. there's your rivalry. Donovan Trouble, 14. St. Cecilia, nothing in the fourth quarter. 27-7, Millard North. Three and a half to go third quarter. Coster under center. Out of the I formation on first down and 10. They'll turn and hand it off up the middle. And what do, you, what do you think here? Uh, Carney also, they're at a point where they kind of see the writing on the wall and they don't want to do anything crazy and, and just start giving Millard North the football, but a gain of nothing, maybe even lost a half a yard. Well, you know, there's been maybe three different plays that have worked. There's been one option. There's been one little outside zone. Uh, you know, they've thrown the ball down the field a couple times with a very limited success on a pass interference. So, you know, there isn't a whole lot that's been successful here, but you just have to kind of keep plugging away. It isn't like you can just, just give up here, but, uh, Urbanic's actually in the backfield now and had that carry. Good. And Clevenger in motion from right to left, and a timeout by the Kearney High Bearcats. That will be their first of the half. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with the score, Millard North 27, Kearney 7, 243 to go in the third quarter. We'll get Monty's thought when we return. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Doug Dudamani, Kratz, and Stein. I want to say a big thank you to Athletic Director Mitch Stein and, of course, to uh, Rich Broderson. Pretty soon will be Manny Reich or whoever is going to take over for Rich. Congratulations on big shoes to fill. Yeah, his new job, man. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss the voice. We'll still hear him down in the state uh, tournaments and such, I believe. 2.43 to go here in the uh, third quarter. Second down and 10 for the Bearcats. At their own 16-yard line, out of the pistol, Coster. Backside pressure, throwing it down the wheel route, down the sideline, coming back and getting the catch, but out of bounds is going to be Gruby. Again, Bearcats have yet to get anything going through the air. They are 0 of 4 with an interception in this quarter, 0 of 9 for the game, and they're it's not like they're all bad passes either. No. A couple have been dropped. That one was out of bounds by about a toe. Well, as well and is well covered, and, and uh, Coster threw the ball to the outside shoulder, which is where it needed to be, but just just a little bit out of bounds. Uh, again, well covered. Millard North, man to man. Third down and eleven. Clock stopped with two thirty-six to go in the third. Down by twenty. Quick little slant pattern inside the twenty. It's caught. That'll be the first catch of the ball game. Gruby has it, but way short of the first down, and they'll have to punt it. But Maybe just to take a little bit at a time here over the final 15 minutes of the game. Well, this, I, I was going to say this. Remember, Carney is five and zero. They haven't been in this situation. You learn so much about your team after they lose the first game. You learn so much about your team while they're losing the first game. How they handle adversity. How they handle some conflict. You know, they're getting their tail kicked pretty good, right, by a better team. So if you're Brandon Cool, you're really 
paying attention to how they respond. They bounce it to Ben Dinkle, but he's able to pick it up with a rush and get it out of there. He's going to get another turf roll here, and it's going to die at about the 32-yard line. And that is another great punt, 47 yards for Ben Dinkle. And it'll be first down and 10, Millard North at their own 32-yard line, leading at 27-7, to a minute 52 to go here in quarter number three. Let's take, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was going to say, you understand what I'm saying, though, about, about the ability to respond to adversity. I don't think anybody really thinks that Carney should have won this game, especially after seeing the physical difference between those. But remember, they've got a lot of things they're working toward toward the end of the season. First down and 10, Millard North got an upset of the making. Cross County 18, Sutton 14 in the fourth quarter. Line in motion from right to left. They pitch it to him. It's been working. He tries to get all the way outside. Here's a holding flag, and he is going to be roughed up as he is thrown right into that uh, chain over there. Wine actually stopped for once, and even with a holding penalty on the play. Urbanic took the lead blocker on pretty well. The, the kind of crumbled him just a little bit, and as they were both going down, the lead blocker grabbed onto him, kind of drug him down as well. Uh, you know, if you're Miller North, You've made a lot of mistakes. You know, you talk about penalties, some turnovers, um, those sort of things. You, you probably aren't going to be real happy about the way they've responded. Even though on the scoreboard they're 20 points ahead, they haven't had a very good second half as far as mistakes are concerned. Great job by Lee Harrington in on the tackle for the Bearcats in this quarter. Millard North has four penalties for 50 yards, two personal fouls and two holds. They had a hold and a personal foul on the same play. Mm-hmm. First down and 20. This time gets him in motion. They'll give it to Mick up the middle. Has room, 25, 30. He's going to get 10 of it. He's going to get 12 of it up to the 34, maybe the 35-yard line. A gain of 13 for Noah Mick. That mesh point is so interesting. That fullback almost has his hands up by his chest when he takes that ball from the, from the quarterback. That mesh, mesh is really, really high. That's the way they've coached it for for as long as uh, they've been running that play. Second down and seven, a gain of 13. Minute 10 to go third quarter, 27-7, Millard North. Line in motion. This time they'll hand it to Mick. Looks for the hole to open. It does, 40-43, first down for Noah Mick. He's going to pick up another eight yards on the carry. And that play, they ran the running back from the slot in motion. And then they just handed off to the fullback. That motion man almost became like the lead blocker. So it was almost like an ISO using your fullback as the ball carrier. Kind of an interesting sort of a play there. It doesn't look real fancy. It's just an ISO play, but it looked a little bit of window dressing and a couple of big horses up front paving the way. Unofficially 17 first downs for Millard North. Carney, four. And everything points to what we've seen here tonight. For Each team has turned it over twice. But Miller North has taken advantage of him. First down and 10, Elwood to Mick again. They try to blitz him through that corner. He's going to get it across the 45 to about the 47. A gain of three. And again, you're seeing a lot of him getting tackled up high. Urbanic mm-hmm. is in there. And also, I think, is that Dinkle that was uh, on the pile? So second down and seven, a gain of three. Yeah, you're seeing a few. You know, there's a name that we haven't really called too much. Is uh, who's the, lead, the leading tackler for Carney is Zach King. Linebacker, 5'10", 191-pound senior. We really haven't called his name a whole lot. Usually he's right there with Dinkle finding the football. And I don't know if it's scheme from Miller North or what, but uh, haven't, haven't called his name much. That'll be the end of the third quarter of play here at Foster Field. Miller North with the only touchdown of the third quarter. It's the Mustangs 27, Carney 7 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Doug Duda, Monty Kratzen, Steiner, producer, engineer Ed Smith here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth at Foster Field, UNK, second and seven, Millard North. At their own 47, they lead Carney 27 to 7. Got some new backs in there, but Noah makes not one of them. They hand it to him again inside Carney territory, and he'll work his way inside the 45 to the 42. That's 11 yards. I've got Mick for 158. And that is 18 first downs. Cade Elwood, 125. Andrew Wine, 68. So far in the ball game, Nate Berg has 23 for Carney. Cannon Coster, 17, and he had a 47-yard run. So he's been knocked down behind the line of scrimmage a couple of times really big. Miller North is averaging over 300 yards in rushing per game. That that's, hasn't changed. Wine in motion. They'll hand him make again off the left tackle into the secondary. Runs over a man. Koski trying to bulldog him down. He drags Koski for about five more yards and finally trips him up at the 25. And a nice gain on the play from the 42 to the 25. That is 17 more, and they are just wearing Carney down. They've had the ball a lot of this football game. Time of possession has been incredibly favored for Millard North. Noah Mick, that fullback, is six foot. 180 pounds. He runs heavy for being a 180 pounder. First down and 10 at the 25. As we said, North doing what they do. Spencer Weber is in as a wing back. Now the ball got popped free. Elwood has to go back. Oh, he did. And Stouffer's lucky he didn't get flagged for just diving on top of it. He's going for the football, but there was a little bit of a late hit there. And Elwood able to come up, but that ball just squirted out of there as they tried to hand it off. It's going to be a loss of seven. It'll be second down and 17. Yeah, it looks like the quarterback's okay. You're right. The ball was loose, and the quarterback was on it, and Sofer jumped right on him. Looked like uh, maybe maybe could have knocked the wind out of him, but everything looks okay. 27-7, Millard North. Don't forget when we're done, the new West Sports Medicine postgame show. All the final stats. Stay with us. Hand off. Wow, they ankle tackle him. They were able to get Mick that time right at the point of attack. Carney High sneaking through there. It looks like it's Stouffer again. Or, excuse me, that is uh, Bo Schaefer. Bo Schaefer, who's really played pretty well at certain times. He kind of worked his way around that big offensive guard there and uh, kind of snuck around, got his ankle. And now we have a third down and 17 situation for Miller North. Still, uh, as we said, a majority of the starters, they had a couple of linemen that were injured last quarter. They have brought Spencer Weber in here for this series. He is the left wing back. They'll put him in motion. They'll run option that way. Elwood will keep it. Breaks a tackle 30. Dances around at the 25. And then a late flag 
back where he made his cut. That usually is a hold. And Miller North player is pleading his case. Now let's see if see what Carney does here. It'll be fourth and ten or third and twenty-seven. And I think they'll back him up. Yep, they'll back him up about outside of field goal range too. So another penalty, the eighth, make it the ninth, and that is the third hold here of the second half on Millard North. And nine penalties for 90 yards now against the Mustangs. Carney has four penalties for 30 yards. Are we going to see a downfield pass, Doug? It's third down, 17. Are we going to 27, see? 27, third and 27. No. Nope. No, the game's, the game's won. I mean, that was kind of what we were talking about. When you just keep, when we keep saying about some teams, they do what they do. Yep. There's no reason to throw it. Yeah. Uh, run it twice. This game is, unless they make a catastrophic mistake, they're going to have to make more than two. We're down to 9.15. Run it. Let the clock run. Third and 27. Back at their 43. Elwood hands it to Mick. He breaks one tackle, but not the second. He'll be brought down at the 41-yard line. And, you know, some of these Carney guys, they've been getting a hand on him but haven't been able to finish him off. And Ben Dinkle will there, and they're taking some satisfaction in doing it. And so now we will see a punt after a gain of two on the play from Mick. Yeah, Noah Bonick made a nice play on that that little little uh, one-on-one situation out there with the running back. Uh, did a nice job bringing him down. Trey Gruby will... Stand about his eight-yard line in case it's a short kick. It's at the 40, and it is Weimers to boot it away. This will be his third punt, and Carney jumped. But again, they've got a lot of room to work with here. And again, don't know the leg here. They have tried one field goal this year over 40 yards as Miller North and missed it. This would be a 52-yard attempt if you were ever going to do one. And, and not really have anything that backfired, this would be the opportunity to do it, but they're just going to go ahead and still line up the punt it. First offsides of the night for the Bearcats, trying to rush the punter and maybe get a block, make something happen here. Yeah. Urbanic's looking for a seam. Uh, Arandondo's looking for a seam. Waiting for the snap. Auto movement. Finally, there's the snap, and we're going to blow it dead. The referee this time saw something back by the punter. Illegal procedure on Millard North. So so what we have is uh, basically Noah Urbanic is basically trying to pick a gap, right? He's jumping in and out of gaps, and they keep shifting their, their up backs according to where he is. Well, it's just kind of like a little game. Finally, they stopped that up back, started moving forward right before the snap penalty against Millard North and uh, – Miller North's going to call a timeout here with 8.07 remaining in the game. It's Miller North 27, Kearney 7. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. So we're right back where we started from. An offsides and an illegal procedure. Low snap, ready to put it away. Here comes the pressure, and it looks like this baby is headed to the end zone. Bounces at the one and crawls in. It'll go down as a 40-yard punt for Weemers, and that'll work just fine for Millard North. Carney can't return it. They didn't get it blocked. 
And the Bearcats will take over first and 10 at their own 20, trailing 27-7 with 8.01 to go in the game. I want to catch you up on some other uh, games. Let's uh, work our way from the uh, eight-man. We haven't touched on them for a while. In D2, we have in the fourth quarter, Lawrence Nelson 28, Blue Hill 14. BDS leads Sterling 40-6. to Osceola shutting out Fullerton in the third, 44-0. Ansley Litchfield, 38-28 over Central Valley. Arapahoe trails Loomis. Loomis up 36-20 in the third. And Selma Myrna over Brady, 48-28 in the third. First and 10 here for the Carney Bearcats at their own 20. Berg in the backfield. Back to pass Coster. Quick little drop pass to Clevenger, and that's what he did. Couldn't hang on to it. Yeah, they just ran a little slant there. Uh, about eight yards deep, hit a slant, hit hit Trey in the hands, and uh, he dropped. I think he was maybe anticipating a little bit of a contact there from the defensive back. In D1, Bertrand beat Overton today 36-18 to in the fourth quarter. Alma 44, Cambridge 22, Superior blanking McCool Junction 64 to nothing. Elm Creek 54, Amherst 7. They're after half, but last check, South Loop led Ravenna 43-8. to Second down and 10. For the Bearcats, trailing 27-7. They'll send Kruby in motion, fake the jet sweep, blitz up the middle, and Coster didn't see it. He was looking downfield, and there's Blake Minden. We talked about him the whole first half. And when Carney takes a sack, they take a sack. <laughs> that is a loss of 11 on the play. But Coster just was so zoned in on the fly pattern down the left sideline that he didn't even see Blake Minden coming up the middle of the field, a loss of nine. That is the third sack of the game. They ran three verticals and there wasn't time to run those vertical patterns with uh, Minden coming up the middle from his middle linebacker spot. And Minden, you've mentioned it before, Blake Minden is an active, active football player. Coster. Coster will take the uh, snap here. Carney High, I think, either had too many men in the huddle or they've only got ten out there. There's the snap, Coster. He has rushed. He'll have to step up in the pocket and they'll get him again. He saw this, and he stepped up, but he's dropped at the seven. That's the fourth sack, a loss of two, and it'll be fourth and forever again for the Bearcats. They're going to have to punt out of their own end zone. Ball will be marked at the seven, so it's fourth and 23. You just can't protect against that sort of defense. Any sort of drop-back pass is just impossible to have enough time to throw it. And Miller North, blood in the water, they're going to bring it. Ben Dinkle ready to boot it away for the fourth time today. He's done well, averaging over 40 yards a punt. About five yards deep. Here comes pressure. He'll kick it away, a wobbly kick, and the return man will call for a fair catch and then just let it go. Bearcats will get a little bit of a roll to the 43-yard line. That's a 36-yard punt, no return, 6.25 to go, and I imagine we're going to see maybe some new faces for Miller North. We'll see if they bring in some new personnel. And I'm looking on the defensive side of the ball. Carney looks like they have the majority of their starters out there. Tyler Atchison at the left defensive end is is a little bit different, but you see Urbanic and you see Clevenger and you see Koski and Dinkle and a lot of their starters are still in. Final score, Donovan Trumbull 14, Hastings St. Cecilia nothing. Cross County has now taken a 26-14 lead on Sutton in the fourth. First and 10 at the 43 of the Bearcats, Miller North, Elwood. Hands it to Mick again, and he'll be stacked up over the left side. Got a couple to the 41. Mick, 179. If he breaks one big one, he can get to that 200-yard mark. Noah Bonick just, just uh, kind of tapped out a little bit. He's He's been gimpy ever since he's, he's hurt his ankle in the first 
first half, and uh, he decided that uh, it was hurting him a little bit too much. He called for a substitute, and Hunter Novacek is in right now at outside linebacker. Other scores in this football game, uh, excuse me, in games from around the area, Southern Valley 30, Wood River 14. That's in the fourth quarter of play. Looking for an update on Gibbon Sandy Creek, 308-646-0506. Text or call. And the center didn't snap the ball here, but a timeout's going to be called for Miller North. They will have one remaining. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. 539 remains. Miller North has the ball in a 27-7 lead over Kearney. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Doug Dudumani Kratzenstein with you on Classic Hits 98.9, KKPR-FM, Carney, Hastings, Grand Island, and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Playing out the string here as Carney will suffer their first loss of the year. Elwood, the quarterback, will go reverse pivot, take it right side, and be brought down by Zach King. And he's going to get a couple there to the 39. It'll be third down and six. I've been watching uh, Rudy Stouffer a little bit. You know, Rudy Stouffer is a Division One football player for Carney, and he uh, his effort has been outstanding. You know, there he he got cut. Uh, you know, that's a tough tough block to take on. This point in the game, you're down twenty and still taking on that cut block, but his effort's been outstanding. Third down, six Miller North, up twenty seven to seven. Nothing special. Just keep running what they're running. They will send the wing back in motion. Mick, nope, it's going to be staying in Elwood's hands. He'll turn the corner, grinding, grinding, trying to get the first down. He won't. Good gang tackling there by the Carney Bearcats. And how about Tanner Ellingson coming off the bottom of the pile? We have got a flag well away from the play, about seven yards downfield from where the tackle happened. Well... Unfortunately, I saw exactly what happened there. Um, who's coming off the field there? A little bit gimpy. That's uh, King. Zach King. Is that it? was a four-yard gain for Mick. Or the, for Elwood, excuse me. Um, number 11, Andrew Wine, who's an outstanding football player from Miller North, just got into Zach King a little bit, took him down the field, kind of buried him a little bit, then gave him a little bit extra. Once he had him down, he kind of laid on him, gave him a little bit extra there. And uh, certainly uncalled for. Good physical play up until that last part, but uh, one more personal foul against Millard North. And that will be after the play, so it's fourth down. It would have been fourth and two at the 35. Instead, they'll move it back just shy of midfield at the 49, so it is fourth and about 16 here as we've went under five minutes to go. And with that decision, we finally see Millard North run there punt team out on the field. Other scores for you in C1. Kearney Catholic beat Mitchell 49-14. to Central Catholic 13. Adams Central 10. The Patriots finally get into the end zone of the fourth quarter. Looking for a Minden Kozad update as well. Waiting to pump the ball away is Cameron Weimers. Trying to use as much clock as they can right here. There's the snap. A little pressure from the outside. And a high arching kick comes over the rush that time of Aaron Dondo. Headed out of bounds, and it will 
just before we get to the 20-yard line, the officials say the 23 is where we mark down. So it's just a 26-yard punt that time. But again, Carney doesn't get a chance to uh, cover it. First down and 10 at the 23. And Coach Petito still likes to get uh, the ear of the official, even this, even though this game is well over 27-7 Miller North. If anybody knows Fred, you know that he's probably never thought he's lost an argument in his life, and he's going to uh, make sure and get his money's worth. Well, it was great talking to the coach, getting ready for the uh, pregame and the pregame interview with him as Coster rolls to pass. Two guys unblocked come out here. Here's a nice catch at the 25 and breaking a tackle. 30, 40, Berg, 50, following a great block downfield. How about that block by Brock Marlette? And then a penalty flag comes as Berg gets inside the 25 to the 22. They surely didn't call that on Marlette. You know, he had him on his roller skates. He was driving him down about 15 yards and then right there at the very end the guy started to get away and he wouldn't let go of him. He didn't need to do it. Great block for the majority of the time, and right there at the end, he grabbed a hold of him. That was 56 yards on the play, and the penalty flag far enough downfield that it'll be a first down. They'll mark it at the 50, so it's going to end up being uh, 27 yards on the pass play, and the first first down of the fourth quarter, second of the half, the second completed pass of the game. Excellent run by Nate Berg in the open field and a great effort by Marlette. I feel, feel kind of bad for him because, like I said, he just kind of didn't let go at the, let go at the end. It was a holding, but uh, he, he blocked the kid for about four seconds before, before uh, he did have to grab a hold of him. So. Looked like Michael Orr when he took that kid to the bus <laughs> in blind side right there. It, he it, didn't have him picked up, but he was just blocking him. I mean, he blocked him for 25 yards. Exactly, exactly. First and 10 here from the 50-yard line, and Bearcats are moving a little bit. It'd be nice to get a score here to uh, – to finish up this game. Cody Smith split out wide to the left. Twins to the right. Berg in the backfield with Coster. Coster three-step drop. Throws it down the middle of the field into double coverage. And a great catch inside the 25. Down to the 20 for Brett Obermiller. First down and 10. And the Bearcats are in the red zone for the first time tonight. Threw it off his back foot, but he had some pressure. Very well-placed ball over the outside shoulder. Obermiller, one of the leading receivers for the Carney Bearcats this year with his first catch of the ball game, and the Bearcats are moving. Get a little momentum here to finish this up. So 30 yards, that's basically everything they lost on that hold. Uh, so first down and 10 here, Carney at the 20. 3.28 to go in the game, Miller North 27, and Carney 7. They'll put Coster under center, twins right, hard count, jump, and we're going to get off sides, it looks like. Miller North... Once they just dominated the first half, they knew that they could get in there. They want to get in there even quicker. They want to be the first guy to get the tackle. And that's the second time that they've got him with a hard – Carney's got him with a hard count. That is the third offside. Twelve penalties in the ball game for Millard North. Eight of those here in the second half when they had the game in control. First and five at the 15. And again, split out wide left will be Cody Smith. To the right here, you have got Gruby and Obermiller. Berg in the backfield out of the shotgun. Coster fakes the handoff. Quarterback draw over the right side, and there's just too much talent and speed as making the tackle is Wine and Minden for Millard North. But had they not been there, there was nobody between them and the goal line as everybody bit on the play fake to uh, Berg. I wonder how many tackles number 40 Blake Minden has, a 6'1", 225-pound linebacker from Millard North. You've talked about him multiple times. He is just around the football, just an aggressive, nice football player. Uh, we'll, we'll be seeing him in deep into the playoffs making plays as well, I think. No gain on the play. It'll be second down and five at the 15. Coster stays out of the pistol, trips right. Now they will send Smith in motion. 
He'll be slot left. Coster, he's there to block. Looking, looking, has time. Lost to the end zone. All kinds of contact, and we are going to get defensive holding, trying to get it to Aaron Dondo. He was covered downfield by Garrett Craig, waiting for Begley to get over there, and that'll be half the distance to the goal. First and goal, Bearcats at around the eight. I wasn't sure if he grabbed him before or after. They're going to call, I think, pass interference because it was after uh, Coster had let loose the football, but he is holding him before he let loose the football, so take your pick. So an eight-yard penalty, and they just continue to mount up, and another first down via the penalty for Carney High. Grand Island 41, Millard South 15 in the fourth quarter. Northwest trailing Holdridge now. Holdridge 28-23 in the fourth. And Aurora has just went nut job here in the fourth quarter. They have scored, boy, what was it, 29 consecutive points? They'll hand it to Berg's stretch play. He decides to come back instead of sprinting to the outside. That was a mistake because then everybody pinned him inside, and they're going to lose yardage back to the 10. A loss of about three on the play. Yeah, there was a stretch play that worked. That play worked once, and uh, outside containment that time was right there. He had to cut back. Linebackers took the cutback lanes just like they should, and again, that Blake Benden is a football player. And you know, Millard North now wants to have their defense wants to be perfect. The only touchdown was on the opening kickoff of the game. The defense hasn't allowed anything, and they want to keep it that way. Second and goal at the ten. Two minutes to go. Twenty-seven, seventeen. Millard North. The Reds heating and air scoreboard show coming up when we're all done. Merritt Lawson to the crew back at the studio. How about four wide and Berg into block? They'll send Clevenger in motion. From right to left, giving him trips to that side, and here comes a penalty flag. And motion on Carney High will back him up. Now they're at the 15. Second down and goal at the 15. By the way, Aurora now with the lead in their football game. They were down 22-14. to 14. They now lead Crete 43-22 to 22 in the fourth. Mm. And York leads Sydney 21-7 at the half. Hastings has beaten Alliance 42 to nothing. And after those last two plays and penalties, Carney High is going to call a timeout. They'll have one remaining. So 145 to go, and then we're into the New West postgame show. Miller North 27, Carney 7, but the Bearcats trying to stick another one in. Second and goal at the 15 when we return. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Error from an earlier statement. Nebraska will kick off at 2.35 tomorrow. Well, some misinformation handed out. So Nebraska will play Illinois tomorrow at 2.35. Forget we said anything. 1.45 so, so I, to so go. So I can't tailgate an extra hour? Yeah, well, you okay. can. Okay. Second and goal at the 15. Carney High Coster back to pass. Looking, throws over the middle too high, and drilled is Obermiller. I thought he was going underneath to Gruby, and Obermiller was behind him another five yards, double teamed, and hit hard, incomplete. Yeah, that was uh, that safety was waiting there in, in there in that pocket. Pretty well thrown ball, but uh, very very well covered, and Obermiller paid the price on that one. Yeah, Coster threw it well. I thought he was going to Gruby underneath at about the three. Instead, he was going about three yards deep into the end zone, and it'll bring up third down and goal at the fifteen. Carney High next week 
On the road, they go to Omaha back-to-back. Papillion La Vista and Creighton Prep, they're back here in two weeks to finish with Benson. Clevenger in motion again from right to left. The play they tried to run before the motion penalty. Coster looks. Fade pattern into the end zone for Arandondo. Jump ball and well defended. Deflected out of there by Garrett Craig, who earlier was called for the pass interference. He was all over Arandondo and just out-jumped him and knocked it down fourth and goal. Yep, he got on his hip right there, found the ball, jump ball. Uh, he was in perfect position. 134 remains in the game. Last chance here for the Bearcats. Fourth and goal at the 15. And Coach Cool will send in the play. Costa and Arandondo came over to the sideline. Gruby's in there. You've also got uh, Obermiller. Clevenger out wide to the left, so four wide outs. Berg in to block the big boy that's coming from the right side. Here comes the blitz. Coster rolls. He knows it's coming. Rolls, fires it, and it is caught at the two and into the end zone. Touchdown, Gruby. Gruby kept his balance and was able to tiptoe in a 15-yard touchdown pass from Cannon Coster to Trey Gruby, the second touchdown of the night for Gruby, the senior wide out. That was really a well-thrown ball. Rolled to right, had, had, uh, ran a little out pattern there. Perfect timing, perfect ball. Uh, that was a well-executed play. Now the extra point from Paloma. Leo, ready to boot it through here. Koski, the holder, awaits the snap. It's good. The placement down. The kick is away, but he yanked it left. So the kick is wide left. Each team has missed one, and with 127 to go in the ball game, Miller North 27, Carney 13, a five-points bank touchdown, 15-yard pass from Cannon Coster to Trey Gruby. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. And now we get ready for an onside kick. With a minute 27 to go in the game, Millard North leading Carney 27 to 13. As we told you, the Bearcats on the road to Omaha the next two weeks. Their entire district from the way out is Papillion, La Vista, Creighton Prep, and then Omaha Benson. For Millard North, uh, it gets pretty easy from here. They host Lincoln Northeast, they host Fremont, they go to Millard South. All three of those teams. Coming into tonight, we're one and four. So Millard North looks like a solid eight and one heading into the playoffs. Carney High lines it up. We assume for the onside kick. Nice kick. Oh, it is touched. The ball's loose. Still bouncing. Millard North covered it on the second bounce. Carney had it for a moment. <laughs> and then coming from the backside and running up the back was Ryan Salisbury and ended up with the football. Carney had it in their hands. Begley tried to get out of the way, it looked like, hit him and it foot. hit him. It, it hit, hit his him. Foot. Yeah, he, he did try to get out of the way. The pretty well-kicked ball got that kind of weird hop off the turf, and it hit it hit his foot, and Carney looked like they had it, and then, uh, then they didn't. It was in their hands for just a moment, and now Miller North just has to take the victory formation. They'll probably run a play to see if Carney uses their timeout. First and 10 at their own, 41. And Noah Mick. 179 yards on the ground to lead the way tonight, and they are going to go ahead and line up in the victory formation. So both teams will be 5-1 and one 
once things wind down here, a minute 22 to go, so Miller North's going to have to do this about three times, but uh, it will be enough to end the football game. And uh, 27-13, Miller North going to get the win. Carney at least got a little something, and it wasn't backups. Uh, the starters were in there for this fourth quarter. That was a good drive by the Bearcats. They were aided by some penalties. Then they shot themselves in the foot a couple of times, but still were able to overcome that. Well, there's two different things. First of all, if you're just looking at this score and see a two-touchdown game, you're saying that, that, that Carney played pretty well. It was a dominating performance by Miller North. But having said that, Carney didn't give up. Carney scored the last touchdown of the game. Uh, you, can, you can build on this. Again, Carney hasn't lost yet. This is their first loss. They'll learn a lot from it. They'll gain a lot from them. You'll learn a lot about your team because of a loss. And, you know, they go into three, three more games here where uh, they, can, they, can, you know, they can finish the season with one win if they continue to develop. Middle North will have to snap it one more time, and then they can clean up and get on the bus. A happy group. And a lot of the Metro teams lately that have come out here, but most of them are during the playoffs, have had some success. And Millard North does as well. Shaken by the opening kickoff return by Carney High, but they score five, ten seconds in, and then in the final 90 seconds, and in between, four touchdowns for Millard North. And the Mustangs come to Carney and hand the Bearcats their first loss of the year. Millard North 27, Carney High 13. Coming up, the New West Post Game Show here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Stay with us. Aurora Cooperative is setting a new pace for agriculture by creating a soybean premium program. To qualify, producers must use an aerial application of fungicide plus insecticide and deliver the soybeans to an Aurora Cooperative grain location. Aurora Cooperative's real farm research confirms up to a six bushel per acre yield increase. Plus, now you can get the added soy premium bonus on top of the extra bushels. Contact your local agronomy representative for details. Your farm, your cooperative, your future. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Carney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Welcome back to Foster Field. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today with our producer, engineer Ed Smith, and Monty Kratzenstein. I'm Doug Duda. The final score, Miller North 27 and Carney 13. And kind of while Miller North was kneeling the ball, Monty, you gave us a synopsis of, of your thoughts on the ball game. But Miller North really, really good again, and uh, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. And when we talked to Stu Pospisil at halftime and he said Omaha North is that much better, it's got to be pretty scary in the Metro. But Carney now has to find a way to go to Omaha and win the next two games. Yeah, yes, they do. And I, and I wouldn't be discouraged if I was this Carney team. Um, not, not at all. Um, again, I think there's a, there's, there's a difference between the top four teams who are talking about Omaha North, talking about Millard North, talking about Bellevue West and Millard West. I think those are the top four teams in the state. Right now, going into this game, Carney was number five. And I think there was, a, there was about four, four or five teams that were lumped in that second tier. I, don't, I didn't see anything tonight that said that Carney did not belong in that second tier. Um, but I did see a big difference between Miller North and Kearney from a physical standpoint tonight. 
But remember, Carney's goal going into the season was not to go undefeated. I mean, no. the, you know, I don't think anybody really thought um, this was a big game. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think anybody expected to win this ball game. But it's a great measuring stick because you don't see teams like that with that sort of physical power and that kind of punch you in the mouth mentality very often. And you see kind of what it takes to get to the state semifinals. Uh, win, win in the state playoffs, get to the quarterfinals, and, and eventually get to the state semifinals because that should be Carney's goal. Yeah, I think the next they they have to avoid the trap game next week with Papillion, uh, who has played all awesome teams down there uh, in the metro. Everybody they played was above five hundred. I think either maybe four and one or five and zero oh going into tonight uh, when they start playing some of the winnable games. And so Carney has to make sure that they take care of business, and then they'll get tested again by Creighton Prep. And as uh, Stu says, both those teams are not Miller North. They'll come out and throw the ball, mm-hmm. which is a little bit better for the speed and uh, matches up better for Kearney High. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally, totally correct. I think that uh, those, those sort of teams have some, have some real quality players, but I do think those matchups are going to be real conducive. I have a lot of confidence in Brandon Cool. I don't know how many times I've said that to different people, but I have a lot of confidence in his, his ability to get the most out of his football team. I think this is a football team that, you know, if you said before the season started, you said they're going to be 5-1 and one at this point, they would take it, certainly. Uh, but again, it really depends on how much you develop, how much you, you, you grow after that first loss. Because I always said when I was coaching, I don't know anything about my team until I've seen them lose. Once I've seen them lose, then I know how they react, what, how they need to develop. And they, I, we saw some kids that didn't give up. Carney scoring the last touchdown of the game kind of showed that they, they, they weren't giving up. They've got some heart, and it is encouraging. It's always... Uh enjoyable to watch the huddles after the game and the coaches preaching to the kids you're watching Brandon Cool right now there's a lot of uh with the finger out and pointing at his kids and you never know if it's stern or if it's congratulations there's always the message we're not happy that we lost but I'm proud of your effort and the way you fought in the fourth quarter uh, through a little adversity and saying and then probably pointing and saying that is a darn good football team down there that is the defending state champions that is a very good football team and uh, we've got learned some things here tonight that we've got to get better at. And then I'm sure, of course, the first thing is, I want your first thing ready to go for practice on Monday to try and get better so uh, we don't taste this feeling again in the regular season. No, you're exactly right. And, that's, and you know, again, motivation is a, is, is a big part of the game of football and, and motivating your players. You watch those guys walk off the field. You know, they don't have their heads down. They don't look like a, you know, a badly defeated team. I guarantee you that the optimism, enthusiasm that Brandon and that staff have, they're going to bounce back, and uh, and I expect them fully to bounce back. This team over here to our right, that's 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 down there. I I guarantee you, Fred Petito is also. He's chewing his kids because <laughs> they they played pretty well in the first half. They pounded, they pounded. They had so many penalties and so many mistakes in the second half. They lost their composure at certain times, and he is not happy with the results. So that'll be a long bus ride back to Millard. Those kids are going to think about that because they aren't. A game they played tonight is not at the level it's going to take for them to get into that final game and certainly beat a team like Bellevue West or an Omaha North. Well, we'll take a break and uh, be back with the final stats on the New West Post Game Show after this. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. 
Together, we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown Carney for a free estimate. Welcome back to the New West Post Game Show. Let's take a look at the unofficial final numbers that I had uh, this evening. First off, for victorious Millard North, Noah Mick led the way tonight with 28 carries, 179 yards, and a touchdown. Andrew Wine, five carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Matt Getzman had three carries for seven yards, and the quarterback, Cade Elwood, 18 rushing attempts, 131 yards. And a touchdown, we had one team fumble for negative seven on a bad snap. Through the air, Elwood didn't have to do much uh, today. In fact, he did not attempt a pass in the second half. He was three for three for 20 yards and a three-yard touchdown pass uh, in the second quarter right before halftime as he hit Getzman. So all three running backs, Mick, Wine, and Getzman scored. Getzman was receiving. Elwood ran one in and threw one in. 55 rushing attempts, 368 yards for Millard North. Then three for three in the air for the 20 yards. That's 388 yards, resulting in 19 first downs for the Mustangs. They punted the ball four times for an average of about 40 yards a punt. They did fumble it away twice. The big number, as Monty said, was the penalties. 13 penalties, 123 yards, and nine of those came in the second half when Millard North had this football game well in hand. We'll give you the scoring recap in just a little bit. For the Carney High Bearcats, Noah Urbanic just carried it the one time for no gain. Nate Berg ends up being the leading rusher. Seven carries for 21 yards. Cannon Coster, nine carries, six yards. He was sacked four times in the ball game. So he had six positive yards and had a 47-yard run in the game. So they got to him quite a few times in the contest. So if the numbers are correct, that is 17 rushing attempts for 27 yards for the Bearcats here today. Through the air, a little bit something going there in the fourth quarter uh, when Cannon Coster uh, let him down for their second-half touchdown. In the first half, 0 of 5 for the Bearcats. In the second half, Coster was able to complete 4 of 11, but he had an interception. So in the ball game, 4 of 16, one interception, and one touchdown. And it looks like uh, unofficially 78 yards through the air. So let me double-check that. 57, 72, 78 is correct. 78 through the air, 27 on the ground. And Millard North holds Carney under 100 yards in the ball game. Uh, excuse me, at 105 in the ball game. Uh, but a lot of that came with the negative yards, a lot of negative plays for Carney with that great defensive line rush. So 27 on the ground, 78 through the air, 105 yards, eight first downs. They punted the ball five times, and Ben Dinkle did very well, averaging at 40 yards. They did have the two turnovers, one fumble, one pick, six penalties, 
440 yards in the game. We'll come back with our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau and then the Ruts Heating and Air Friday Night Scoreboard Show. Stay with us. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years. is in the air and Carney High will take it on the far hash at the 5, 10, 15 big hole. Trey Gruby 30, 40 he's got to get by the kicker 50 and Trey Gruby down the sideline 20 returns the opening kickoff for a Bearcat touchdown 95 yards on the opening kickoff that's our Usera Care special moment of the game brought to you by Usera Care Hospice caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney Grand Island and York serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Lucera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Miller North 27, Kearney 13. Gruby actually had both touchdowns tonight for Kearney High, bookending the four scores for Miller North. And it's time for our wrap, brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. The opening kickoff, 95 yards from Trey Gruby. And Leo Paloma added the kick, 7 to nothing, 11.48 to go in the first quarter. Miller North did go three and out. The only time they went three and out uh, in the first three and a half quarters, in fact, I think even here in the fourth quarter, didn't have a three and out. So the only three and out was that first possession. Carney went backwards, and once they punted away at good, long 57-yard drive, that's a long drive, but they used a lot of plays, capped off by Kate Elwood's five-yard run on the final play of the first quarter the extra point was no good and it made it seven to six Carney after one then Gruby forced to fumble at the Carney 13 after Kate Elwood had broke a long run 30 yard run but Gruby poked it away from behind the Bearcats took over at the 13 but couldn't do much with it they did get a good putt away and eventually an 85 yard drive was capped by Andrew Wine's 33-yard touchdown run with 4.12 to go in the second quarter. Kopchek added the kick, made it 13-7. Then a 47-yard run by Cannon Coster got the ball inside the Millard North 30-yard line, but they fumbled it away. Uh, Coster got hit, took a sack. He had to come out for one play. Koski came in. It had nothing to do with Ryan being the quarterback, but the snap rolled back to him, and Millard North jumped on it, and with 2.35 to go, was able to march 60 yards and Elwood hooked up with Getzman on a three-yard touchdown pass with six seconds to go, and that made the score 20-7 to at the half after Kupchak added the kick. In the third quarter of play, a 48-yard field goal attempt was no good after Rudy Stouffer recovered a fumble at the Miller North 29. They could not advance it any farther, and after the missed field goal, uh, there was a turnaround. Begley comes up with his interception, Jack Begley, 
Picks off Coster at the Carney 40. They're able to take it in on a three-yard Noah Mick run. 3.30 to go in the third quarter, and that made it 27-7. And the only score of the fourth quarter came on a fourth and goal when Cannon Coster hooked up with Trey Gruby on a 15-yard touchdown pass. The kick was wide left with 90 seconds to go. Carney's onside kick. They had it in their hands for a moment, but uh, ran over Ryan Salisbury, covered it for Millard North, and they ran out the clock. Final score, Millard North 27, Kearney High 13. Kearney will go to Papillion La Vista next Friday. Millard North will be home against Lincoln Northeast. And that is our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. So both Kearney teams are now 5-1 and one as Kearney Catholic beat Mitchell tonight by a score of a 50. Uh, let's double-check that. Kearney Catholic won at 49 to 14. Coming up, all the scores, wraps from our area radio games. Had some dandies tonight, had an overtime, have some going down to the wire. There's a couple of upsets out there. It's getting interesting as the second half of the football season is upon us. Again, a reminder, we will see the Kearney volleyball team Tuesday night when they take on Aurora Varsity at approximately 7 o'clock here on Classic Hits. Thursday, Amherst, Axtell, Pleasanton Volleyball, and next Friday, among our games will be Kearney Catholic and Minden Minden fell to Kozad in overtime tonight, 14-7. to This has been the New West Post Game Show. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery, certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. For our producer-engineer Ed Smith and Monty Kratzenstein, I'm Doug Duda from Foster Field at UNK, where the Lopers play tomorrow at 2. Come out and support them. The final score, Millard North 27 and Kearney High 13. Good night, everyone. The Ruts Heating and Air Scoreboard Show is next.